The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Come on, man. Slade Week here at Talk Radio. Every show on the station is opening with a track from Slade. That's from Slade. Uh, that's from uh, Slade Alive Volume 2. That's the Slade Alive Volume 2. Yes, line one. Um, Slade Week, culminating in the... Well, Dave Hill will be on this show uh, Friday night, 10 o'clock. He's going to be sat there. We're going to bring in a guitar, OK? But we're going to pretend that there is always a guitar in the studio. So we, so, we, so you'll know this, right? But Dave won't know this. So he's going to come in. George is on before, so I'm going to sneak the guitar in while George is on. I'm sure he'll be cool. And then Dave will be chatting about 20 minutes past. I go, by the way, Dave, I don't know if you noticed, we've got the old, the old studio guitar is in. Um, fancy, uh, fancy strumming one off and we'll see, we'll see what happens. And if he doesn't, I'll play. I'll teach him a few riffs. I'll teach, I'll teach the guy some riffs. He's in to plug his book, which I'm halfway through and is an absolute joy to read. I might read some of it later on. Dave Hill. So here it is. The autobiography. It's a cracking read, man. With his missus for 50 years. Isn't that incredible? Mm. Particularly in rock and roll. But in any walk of life, that is an incredible... um, That's an incredible standard to set. I could barely make ten! So Dave Hill is in on on Friday. And then, of course, um, the whole of Slade Week is um, culminating with a reunion of all four members of Slade on the Alexis Comran show on Saturday afternoons. No, me neither, but apparently he does. So, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to look forward to listening to that. Slade will be reforming all four members on Alexis Conran on Saturday here on Talk Radio. But tonight is the night when to become one. Put a Johnny on, put a Johnny on. Uh, sensible advice, guys. If you're having it away, then put it on. Double bag it. Triple bag it. If, if, if you're not sure... If you are not sure, then I would say put, I would triple bag it. I would suggest if you're triple bagging it, you're sure you shouldn't be doing that. So there's, so what's this drug PrEP? I don't know. Well, there's this drug PrEP that stops you getting AIDS. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a thing. This is a thing. This isn't me giving out bad sexual health advice. This is me giving you out excellent sexual health advice. Um, sexulent advice. So there's this drug called PrEP, because there was a big thing about six months ago that um, some people took their local... Because NICE, the National Institute for Clinical Excellence, said that it was too expensive to just, like, give out as a prescription on on the NHS, right? And so some people said, no, no, some people sued them and said, no, 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 you should be giving this out in in a similar way that the pill is given out. Mm. Um, Because it it, it protects... it It will ultimately save the NHS money. Have I got this right? Can uh, members of um, our shagging community call in 0344 499 1000? So you take this PrEP pill and it prevents you from getting the HIV virus, although I think the V stands for virus. Yeah, but surely what that's instead of a condom. Yeah. 
Well, you're going to get all sorts of other things if you're not careful. Well, you get all the other... You, yes, you will get um, the dibs and dabs. Yeah. You get the scrope bollocks. You get the fluffies. Mm-hmm. You get the dingleberries. Yep. And you get the babies. But you don't get the AIDS. Which, for me, is the, is the, is the daddy of all. Oh, um, sure, yeah. Um, sure. Well, we, we used to call them... Well, now, they used to be... They used to be STDs, but now they're STIs. But before STDs, what do we call them? Just the clap. We used to just call them the clap. Mm-hmm. So STDs, now STIs. Um, so, but have I got that right? Because I don't want someone at home to be going, just about to engage in, in, it's like in promiscuous sex, and then going, oh, well, I'd, hang on a minute, I'll just take this prep pill that I've got here, um, and I will engage. I think that's where we've got to in society, because I'm of an age... I remember when, when AIDS started, you know, and um, it was, I must have been, in, I was in primary school about nine, I remember at nine years old, so 82, 82, 83, and having discussions about it in the playground with other kids at nine years old and not really knowing what was going on, but, but it was, there was a very dark yeah. vibe. It was that Don't Die of Ignorance campaign. Yeah. I had a really interesting chat with someone who who shall remain nameless, who shall remain nameless. But I had an interesting chat with someone recently, who um, was um, around kind of in the mid eighties, sexually active, gay guy, sexually active in the eighties, and loads of his friends died. Yeah, and he was saying, and I'd never heard this expressed before, but he was saying that he has a lot of friends who are going through this now, which makes me think there's there's definitely something in it. He, he said that lots of his friends died 30 years ago, 30, 35 years ago, because of AIDS and HIV. And that loads of his peers who survived now, 30 years later, are suffering from PTSD as a result. He said that quite often PTSD takes like 30 years to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, quite often, one of the reasons that um, s- some victims of child abuse don't speak up for like 30 years is it's something about 30 years that it kind of something kicks in then and he said that loads of his friends who survived are having breakdowns maybe too strong no breakdowns is probably an appropriate word i don't remember if he actually used the word um but but people yeah we're having like breakdowns now and remembering stuff and friends that died 30 years ago that they managed to kind of suppress and it was all coming out for them now loads of people well, like survivor's guilt guilt ptsd um, shame, sadness, you know, uh, all of these things were happening for, and he said it seems to be 30 years is the key, is the key point where these things were really hitting people. And I never thought of it, uh, like that really intelligent gentleman as well, expressed it infinitely better than, than, than I'm expressing it. Um, but I'd never thought of it like that, that you, if you lost a significant number of your friends all yeah. within a two, three-year period, which is what this guy did. And in a horrible way. Yeah, yeah. Those poor guys. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there was, there was um, you know, a lot of... The, it's the gay plague. That's God, man. It's God. It's God's, God's way of wiping out the queers. The gay plague was the phrase. Because, of course, it was only gay people. Then, of course, it was haemophiliacs. And then, actually, it turns out, oh, it could be anybody. <laughs> you know, it could be anybody. Um, so, um, so, prep. Is what I'm saying to you guys. Is uh, I don't. This is got very weird start to the week, Catherine. Very weird start well, to you the week. Started it. I did start it. I think it's going to be one of those shows tonight, dear listener. Oh three four four 
499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 0344... 499-1000. 499-1000. Catherine has just done a little intake of breath and pointed her finger in the air, meaning she has something. Yeah, looking at the Terence Higgins Trust website, yes. PrEP is a drug taken by HIV-negative people before sex that reduces the risk. So it doesn't okay. eliminate the risk. But I think it reduces it significantly in the same way that a condom reduces the risk. Mm-hmm. Condom doesn't guarantee you're going to not catch something. Um, I wonder, can we, can you get, can you uh, run up a compar? can you input the data into a spreadsheet and run up the comparison of condom versus PrEP as to terms of statistical safety in no, terms of No, because it's still being trialled. Oh, no, but it's... It says it's available as a trial at the moment in the UK. It's not in the States. In the States, it's, it's there, it's out Is there, it? it's doing it. No, I saw an advert on a bus... I'm sure I... Am I dreaming this? Oh, in England it's available as part of a trial. It's also available in Scotland and Wales. I'm sure I saw an advert on a bus that said, use PrEP. I'm sure I did. It's been made available for 10,000 people in England as part of the IMPACT trial, which started September 2017. For further information on how to join, see the PrEP IMPACT trial website. Okay. And in the States? Same in uh, Scotland and Wales. It doesn't mention that. Okay. Well, then there you go. Well, that's... uh... That's the pub. I mean, they're not exactly, a f- you know, going to get the phones alight, but it's, it's interesting. Th- it's interesting, guys, and that's sometimes that's all we can guarantee you is that it, listen, if we can provide anything that's interesting, then we're, we're doing our job uh, to the best of our ability. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. Who the hell are you tonight? I'm going to be Catherine Boyle. I'm refusing to watch any of this series of um, I'm a celebrity. Do you want to? Do you want to hear something funny? So, uh, Fizz, Jenny McAlpine, who was mm-hmm. in the jungle with, just tweeted. Do you see her little tweet? No. She just tweeted, uh, Our, I'm a celebrity, class of 2017 group chat. We're not jealous at all that they're getting such lovely weather. Never in three weeks were my socks not wet through. They're having a group chat? Well, you're busy. Uh... They're having a... Like, I, I'm a... Su- I'm assuming that that's on WhatsApp. Well, look. I hope those guys are having a great time. If it involves some of those people, they won't let others finish their sentences, so you're not missing anything. I hope those guys are having a great time in their group chat in whatever social media um, uh, situation. Yeah, you can print that. You can print that in the mirror online. I'm not involved in the class of 2017. I'm a celebrity group chat. I'm not involved in that chat. It, it, it could be the same group chat Did that you pull out? I left um, as I boarded my plane to come home because I was sick and tired of <laughs> bullshine. But I wonder, if, I wonder if Kez is in the group chat. Let me just um, oh. let me message Kez. Um, hang on a second. Um, we'll just see if she's online. <laughs> hang on, so let me message Kez. Are you in? Group chat. Let's find out after these messages. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Guess is in the chat. So, um. Guess is in the chat. And I'm not in the chat. I mean, how big is the group? Everybody's in the chat. Oh, everybody, though. Apart from Shappy and Stanley. Well, of course, Stanley's not in it. Um, 
I feel weird. Feel feels weird. It is the chat that I, it is the group that yeah. I left last year. But so, I still feel weird. I still feel weird. But you know, I'm finding this whole experience is weird anyway. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm having lunch with Shappy tomorrow. Um, I'm having lunch with uh, with, with with Shappy, and we'll, we'll talk about that. I do. Feel, I'm finding the whole thing weird. I can't quite get my head around it, and I keep thinking, "Wow, well, stop being that. Stop being a dick. Just to, uh, uh, what is going on?" Uh, I've just been told what they're chatting about. Yeah. They're mainly moaning they've not been invited back to the ITV2 show. Um, I, do, I find this whole thing weird. And I'm sorry, dear listener, it must be, uh, it must be boring for you hearing a guy that had a really well-paid, high-profile, very, very exciting television job um, a year later going, oh, I feel a bit weird about it. Yeah, uh, no, because we watched it. Sorry? I saw what happened. Yeah, no, but no. no but, do you feel weird? No, but I feel weird. I, I feel weird. I feel weird, and um, I don't know. Anyway, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very uh, welcome. Um, Catherine has been very violently ill last night. Yeah, you ate a, ba- a bad pizza. Uh-huh. Um, whereas on Saturday, I ate. I ate. Well, I think I ate what I thought was going to be a great pizza. Uh, food technology has gone too far. As far as I'm concerned, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Food technology has gone too far. So ages ago, me and my boys watched an episode of what? Bear in mind that what? Bearing in mind, yeah, I'm not going to mention the name of the company. Yeah, or the because they literally advertised. Well, look, well, hang on a minute. I can say I didn't like the cheese. I can say I don't like a cheeseburger pizza. What? Oh, you've just killed the vibe to that story. What have you got? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Go on. No, it's fine. It's done now. What have you got? Uh, all right, here we go. So, uh, 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 here we go. Uh, what we love the most about this time of year? Rubbish Christmas oh, events. Yes, there was another one, man. this time in Bolton. If you were at this thing in Bolton, I want to hear from you. Families who visited, this is in the sun, visited a winter weekend event, submitted hundreds of complaints to organisers, calling it a rip-off. Look at this. In the Bolton Arena, uh, people got trapped in the snow globe, the inflatable snow globe. Oh, look. Yeah, yep. that's got <laughs> little kid grown-ups in there. That'll learn them. So there was that. Go inside the snow globe. God, look at how craziness is done. <laughs> it's madness. Two-hour queue to see Santa, plastic ice rink and the deflated snow globe left the guests feeling let down. Harry Houston visited the event with his children and told the Bolton News it was a disaster and they felt ripped off by rubbish stalls that had nothing to do with winter or Christmas. No staff there. To, he had nowhere to complain. A mum who said she spent a total of £60 on winter weekend tickets for the family said the stalls were more like a car boot and the children were left feeling disappointed by the event. What a shame. 60 quid. So there we go. There we have it. Well, there's no vibe to this show at all. This show is vibeless, don't you think? Got no calls, got no vibe. Um, I don't know what to do. 24 minutes in, I don't know where to take it. Mm. Mm. Do you do straight to air for a bit? Well, no, no one's phoning in, so that the, so that 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 doesn't work. I tell you something. I'm, I've been so close recently to quitting this job, so close to quitting it. Let's have this conversation. So close to quitting it, mm-hmm. just because I, I just feel that um, I am repeating the same old shit, doing the same old shit that we that we've been doing for years, and it's not kind of going anywhere. It's not. It's not going anywhere. We're getting the same old callers, which is great. Hey, it's great you guys call in, but 
you know, it feels like the same people, the same handful of people. We've got Alan, we've got Nigel, we've got Alistair, we've got, you know, the same sort of five, six people been calling in for three three years, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel I have extracted as much as I can from that, from them. I don't feel that we're doing anything different or unique or new. And I listen to all the other phony shows on radio stations, you know, kind of around the thing. Take these headphones off. This is bullshit. Um, and th- we're not... Th- this doesn't fit in with anything. This doesn't fit in with anything. Um, and, I mean, let's just call it in now. It's either to have a go at me or whatever. I don't know. Um, if I, I swear to God, if I wasn't up to my eyeballs in debt and didn't have to pay a huge amount of money every month um for my divorce and for my house i would be i would i'd quit because it feels like we're just treading water feels feels like we're treading water feels like there's nothing new going on. i've run out of ideas is what i'm saying mm-hmm. I've run out of ideas let's go to alistair good evening alistair hi in Alistair. alistair I just wanted to know how uh, how he, how last night went. Not, last sorry, night was night. great. We sc- yesterday was, was great. It? We screened American movie. We sold out. We had Brilliant. a message from the director apologising that he couldn't take part. We um, sang a song. We played some games. People loved the movie. And I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say this. We are in the very, very early stages of, at some point in 2019, screening, and this isn't definite because I've literally put the, the, the feeling, screening The Magic Christian and getting the director, Joe McGrath, to come in and talk about it. That's, that's what we're looking at doing at some oh. point later in the year. But last night was a success. Yes, there was a little bit. I'll take that call. Yes, there was a little bit of racism, a little bit of casual racism that, that um, brightened everyone's evenings. But it was it was um, it was good. It was a nice vibe. It was beautiful people, beautiful men, beautiful women, um, a loving vibe. It was enjoyable. We we dug it. We we all laughed. We cried. It was good. I watched um, the little bit on uh, the on uh, the when you sang at the beginning. Oh, every every Um, live show, apart from possibly, I may. Drop that rule for the screening of Threads yeah. this Sunday in Halifax. But every live show <laughs> that I do from now on is going to have a song at the start. Or you could do Atomic by Blondie. Flip it up, mate! <laughs> Flip Sorry. it up, mate! Um, but I thought um, Kath and also I listened to Love Shack. Okay. Sorry, saw Love Shack at your other show in yes. Bath or Bristol. Yes. Kath, I just wanted to say what a great singer you are. Ha! What the? Well, you missed yesterday's epic fail in the middle of this the song. Where I just couldn't do it, but thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Anyway, but anyway, have a good show, and I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I'll, I'll try and. Uh, yeah. I, I've got a friend in London. Maybe I'll I'll get down and do that. Get down, get with it. And... Get down, get with it, Alistair. Let's go for it. Let's go to Wasim. Yes, Wasim. All right, Ian. I thought it was Bunny. How can you unban me? Well, you phone in every single night. Pretty much, yeah. and we're having a bit of an existential crisis. So I yeah. thought I'd, I'd thought I'd put some kryptonite through. Yeah, mate. Because you know, I, I can't work out why I've been banned. Because um, you're a bell end. Because I don't like you. Because you're rude. 
whatever the last thing was. No, I'm talking about you. Whatever the last thing was that you did, you did it. You did it repeatedly, you know. And the, what? I, I don't remember, Wasim, but you did something again. Yeah, I said to you, you were mean to Tony and you were mean to a few callers. That's what it was. OK, fine. Well, I chose not to let you on my radio show. Excuse me if that doesn't sit comfortably with you. Here's the thing. You can ban me from phoning your radio show. How's about that? <laughs> yeah, you phone up every night, sometimes for the entire show. Yeah, I, I suggest maybe you get a life. Maybe you get a life. Uh, I've got a life, mate. Um, that your life is but... sat between 10 and 1, flashing up on my screen pretty much five nights a week. Yeah, not five nights a week, every now and again. Yeah, no, it's more than every now and then. More than yeah, every now and again, mate. I was why I've been banned. That's what it was. Well, really. there you go. You've got your answers, because I don't like you. Next question. Oh, no, not a question. I want to say about mental health. I have something to say. I don't really want to talk about it. All right, I want to just say the best thing. I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about it. So, um... Yeah, belief in God is all around him, mate. Oh, bloody idiot. See, you see? Belief in God. Belief in God is going to save your mental health. There are depressives with a belief in God. Belief in Jesus Christ or Muhammad will save your mental health. That's the biggest load of bullshine ever. Hey, listen, if it works for you, buddy, that's great. I'd never knock it for someone else. But for most people, thank God this country is is losing its grip on religion. Religion is losing its grip on this country. Because most people are realising, ah, you know what, maybe science is the way forward. But thanks very much for your call, Wasim, and you wonder why you've been banned. Um, 03444991, this is uh, where it's already. Late night conversation, wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000 is the phone number. But we won't get any phone calls. We'll get Alan phoning up at some point. We'll get Nigel phoning up at some point. And Nigel phones up, and he's obviously being exploited by his homeless, this homeless woman who knows him. And we know at some point he's going to be calling us from a tent while she's living in his, his house. Uh, and I'm powerless to stop that happening. Alan doesn't listen to the show, and, uh, you know, I wonder ethically how, what the, if it's okay putting him on, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, no one phones. You put a question out, no one phones in put out a topic no one phones in so so what we go we go through the papers and do these crap eight stories seven stories that i've got can't talk about cheeseburger pizzas we talk about kenny rogers being a sex criminal i mean that's all i've got that's it that's it that's all i've got so i don't know uh i don't know what to do to make the show fun for me to make it fun for the listener to, i don't know what do you suggest uh, I really don't know because you know I you know it's um, we don't tend to fake it on this show. No, exactly. I swear to God, if I didn't have to pay like three grand a month, I I would quit because this is not this isn't fun for anybody. It can't be fun for the listener. Our listening figures are the worst they've ever been. So we're obviously. The difference that we that I'm trying to do is obviously not working, right? It's obviously not working. So but might as say- well just might as well just hang on, let me finish. So might as well just give up and let someone let you know someone come in and do a clone of Ian Collins or a clone of Duncan Barks or a clone of you know, let James Whale have this slot. Whatever, I don't know. But you say that, but then like, you know, last week there were a couple of from there are a couple of nights when you actually said it was great that you had a good time and that we had fun. We've had a really good run. 
it's just that you get so disheartened when we have a, sm- a slight lull because compared to, you know, busy nights, it yeah. makes a difference. Oh, I see him tweeting me. I prefer George Galloway's show any day of the week. Why don't you just block him? Go He's tedious. There we go, yeah, you're right, block him. There we go. Little boy. Little boy. But the thing is, that's another thing. We talk like this and then people like Wasim smell blood and stick their... Oh, I don't give a... No, Wasim... Boring. Don't say that because Wasim has not smelled blood. Wasim phones up all the time. He phones up every single night for three hours a night and I saw him then and I thought, well, Evan. So that's not him smelling blood. That's me, that's me letting no, but him then on. then he will exploit it when he comes on. He gives us... No, but he wasn't listening. Wasim wasn't listening, so he didn't exploit it. So that's wrong. No, but it, you're saying... What you're saying is the point you're making is invalid in that case. So don't pull that face. That uh, no, no, Catherine, don't do that thing. I'm not doing a thing. You are doing that thing. You are doing that thing. Don't do that thing of of where because I'm disagreeing with you. You do that thing where you sit back and you go, oh, "What can I do?" That's what you're doing. Yes, Danny. Catherine, hello. Yes, how are yes you Danny. Both? I know how you both are. Before I go and cook myself some dead pig, yeah, I thought I'd. Uh, you've quite a few times mentioned the Andy Kaufman film. Yes, it's good. Uh, because you recommended it, I watched it at the weekend and. Uh, it was, it was really sad, because I'm, I'm 48, so I'm old enough to remember Taxi yeah. when it was being shown late night. Yeah. And uh, listening to you tonight, you reminded me a little bit of Andy Kaufman, that everybody loved what he did, but he was never happy. He always wanted more. Yeah. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's quite similar to how you feel at the moment. I think everything you do is, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. But, yeah, it was a really, really good film. Really sad as well, because when he was... Um, when he was done, well, when something happened to him, I won't give the film away. When, no one well, I think you can give the, the film's probably about twenty years old now. I think we can get. I think we're allowed to give away <laughs> the, the the ending yeah. of a, a film that's twenty years old that's based on a, die, a guy who died like fifteen years before the film was made. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was diagnosed with um, with lung cancer and he didn't even smoke. Yeah, and uh, people thought it was a joke, and even up to the last moments, I'm just saying. But you know, that it was your point was invalid in this instance because. He phones up all the time. He wasn't listening. He didn't smell blood. He's an idiot. No, he's just not he's, a nice person. He smells a-holes. That's what he smells, because he is one. I also watched the McDonald's film. Have you seen that? With, um... Keaton? Yeah. Multiplistic. brilliant. I, do you know what? I got 20 minutes into it, and I thought, there's something about Keaton that I just don't trust. Overly wrinkled. It, you can see him acting. Yeah. He's supposed to be a good actor, but I can always see him acting. You can you can see the joins. Yeah, like Birdman. I'm not seeing Birdman yet because I didn't um, get it. I watched Birdman. Yeah, and I didn't get it. No, that's why I've not watched it. I did, it wasn't making any sense. I think it was think it was all right, but it's not it's not a great movie. Mm, I think it's more interesting because of the story of how it all started and feel sorry for those two blokes that were conned out of all those hundreds of millions of dollars every year. Another great, another supposedly great movie that I didn't get is the one about the drum school. School of Rock? No. Oh. What's it called, like Shattered or Splintered or something? Drum school? It's the guys, the guys learning to play the drums, but his teacher is like a Nazi. Oh, no, sounds a bit dark for me. Um... He's not an actual Nazi, but he's um, he's a fascist. And um, what's it called? Shattered or um, displaced? Yeah, I don't or something. remember. What's he, what's he talking about that? It chops. It's not called Chops. Chops is uh, the karate um, film. Um, sound Sound Clash. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. The bald. It's got the bald guys. The drumming teacher. Got no idea. Whiplash. Thank you, Sam. Whiplash. 
It's called Whiplash. Yeah. Don't watch it. It's rubbish. <laughs> Do you get any Black Friday bargains? Um, I got a, a Purple Tuesday. No, um, did I? Um, no, I was going to buy some games and then I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get... No, I didn't. Did you? Yeah, I've got a few. I've got a new... Well, the same webcams I've already got, but it was uh, 25 quid rather than 80, and now it's gone back up to 70, so I'm Ooh. happy with that. That's all yeah, right, Did the cat get anything? Nah, not really. Well, a few things I can't reveal, because I, <gasps> I was helping a certain... Uh... Red gentleman. Yes. Oh. But, um, yeah, a few things. So, you know, some some of the places that I like to shop or I wait yeah. for the sales normally, I'd sort of 25% off. I was straight in there. 25% oh, doesn't sound like a lot to me. Considering considering Gap have sent me uh, a voucher for 50% off. They do that every other week, though, don't they? No, not 50%. 50% is quite rare. Yeah. Um, Gap Cyber Monday. It's, I'm, gonna give, I'm giving you guys the code. Just type in Cyber Gap. Oh. Line 50% off, you get Cyber Gap. 50% off. That's nuts. How do those guys make a profit? Well, my um, my daughter, she she still believes in the big red man. She's twenty. <laughs> well, the magic doesn't work if you don't believe. So my I don't blame um, my youngest wrote a note to Father Christmas. Um, I'm going to read it to you. Hang on a minute. Let me find it. I'm going to read this note to you. This is this is the society we live in. Are you going to do that thing where you post it and you get a reply? That's kind of out of my um, remit at the moment. That's um, that's down to... Right. Dear Santa, these are all the presents I would like. I would like the robot that costs (laughs) £6,000. Not anymore now. There's no jungle money. I think there's no jungle... I think I deserve it because my brother has a robot and his name is Mip. That's the brother's... the, The robot's name, not the brother. Yeah. And I would like a different robot. I really would like it. Uh, oh, can I also have a few games... Ow. Oh, can I also have a few games? Oh, he's written O. O-W. Oh, can I also have a few games? Um, and I said to him, I said, dude, you're not getting a £6,000 robot. Yeah, but Father Christmas can get... I said, Father Christmas is not going to get you a £6,000 robot. It's got nothing to do with you. It's down uh, to Father Christmas. Is that is not story. happening. Well, his brother wants to... His brother made a joke about murdering Father Christmas. <laughs> Okay. And I said, "Man, you cannot even joke about that." He said, well, "Actually, I don't." He said, "I said, uh, um, I won't murder him. I won't need to murder him. He's he died already." I said, "What?" Oh, he said, no. "Yeah, I know. He died a little while ago. And Mummy does his job for him now." Oh said, dear! What are you talking about, boy? That's that's, that's sad. I think someone may may need to um, get their legs up. slapped. Red up at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Red up. What is what does that mean? It sounds like some weird sexual hey, euphemism. Hey, it's like browning up. What? Hey. Sorry? This time of night. All right, Danny, thanks for your call, mate. Love, love you both. Love you. Touchy bye. Good evening, Katie. Hi. Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, I just was ringing because it made me really sad what you were saying about quitting. Oh. Well, don't be sad because I can't no, afford to I'm, quit. I'm just, yeah, I'm just being selfish here, but oh. don't don't quit the show. Oh. I mean, obviously, you can do what you want. You've got free will, but... It would be nice if you didn't quit the show. Well, listen, I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to quit the show. Here's, 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 I'm not going to quit the show. But it just feels like you know, if if I didn't um, need to come up with a lot of money, uh, then then uh, then I, I would like the the freedom from the. I, I would really like like three months off because I'm exhausted trying to come up with stuff, man. I know poor me. I know people like people out there are starving and people have got real jobs and all of that. I get all of that, right? But um, I just I just don't know how to make the show any good. 
It's all it's all I right, think... but I don't. Why would you want to do something that's all right? I think, to be honest, though, that's like everyone who's got a job thinks, "Oh, well, we've won the lottery." Say that you again, know. Katie. Your your phone I broke think... up. Oh, sorry. I, I said I think that's like everyone. Yeah. Everyone in the job think think, "Oh, well, if I'd lose money, I'd quit." Yeah. You know, everyone thinks like that, but I feel like I don't know. I mean, you're getting that guy from Sweden. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Just here's the thing, man. No one listens to this show. Honestly, no one listens to this show. And uh, and my enthusiasm for my my belief in what we are doing is waning slightly. Can I say something? But I don't want to overstep the mark. You say whatever you want to say, Katie. You can never overstep the mark. <laughs> I feel like maybe you're having a bad day. What the hell? Who the hell is this woman? Just overstep the mark. Um, no, you, you know what? You might be right. You could be right. Uh, I feel I've like, got... as, as, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you then. I feel like as as someone who has experienced mental health, when when one thing happens and then another thing happens, and obviously, like, even little things like finding out that you're not in the group chat and then this, that, the other, and then yeah. you, just, you just think, oh, everything's crap, everything's crap, can't be bothered, everything's crap. Like, but even last week, you did so many good shows, and I literally choose, I know, just me, like, I'm, obviously, it's not just me, there's loads of people, but, like, I'd look forward to the show and mm. you, how you were saying, you know, like it doesn't fit in with anything. I feel like that's like you appeal to a certain crowd of people. I think who don't really fit. Oh, I don't know. It's misfits, misfits, people on the fringes. Do yeah, you know what? Like, I, I think what you're saying about a bad day is true, because, yeah, that group chat thing did knock me a bit, and this jungle thing I'm finding weird. And I had a, I had a, a tough old day with my youngest son today, because he's mm. struggling. He's really struggling with me not being there. Mm. And uh, I don't know... I don't, I'm going to cry. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to make a boy who's nearly seven feel better about the fact that I don't live there anymore... And um, he misses me terribly. And I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix it. And you know it's like? You're a mum. You see your kid in distress, right? You know, instinctively, you generally know what to do. This is the first time mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I, I've never had like a, 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 that problem. But I don't know. Maybe just try and spend more time with him. But obviously, you've got a busy life and... It's hard, especially. I don't know the situation, but like I know that me and dad and my baby, we don't really get on, so it's hard to spend time together with the baby, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I don't know if you and and your ex get on or not, but I know it it can be hard when the only time you can spend with the kid is away from them. You know what I mean? Away from the other parent, it's it, it makes it a lot harder. So. I don't know what to suggest. I mean, there's, there is nothing to suggest. There's, there's, there, there is no uh, solution. I'm not. I'm not doing this because I want people to phone in and go, "Oh man, we love you and you're the greatest." And uh, oh no, no, but it helps if you're feeling like crap. It helps yeah. for someone to say, yeah. you know. And I do. I do actually really love the show. And like, I'm not trying to milk it, but I have had. A re- I've been having a really bad time since for the past two years. But like, I mean, just. I found this show by accident as well, and I only kept on listening because you were you were 
I don't know how to say it. You were absolutely paring this guy off. And I thought, oh, my God, I've not heard anyone on the radio <laughs> act like this before. And it made me laugh. And so I thought, oh, I'll tune in tomorrow. And I did. And, Wicked. you know, it just changed me up at the end of a long day. And I'm not trying to, like, lick your bum or anything. but Which I believe so... is very popular amongst... Uh... Young people these days. Apparently, that's the apparently that's the thing. Have you heard this, Catherine? That's the thing. Have you heard this? It's the thing. I just my whole point was basically, you know, sometimes people have bad days, and yeah. if you are having a bad day, just just ride it out, sleep it off, yeah, and come back tomorrow, and you know, try again. Nice one, good. nice one, Katie. Thank, Thank you. Well. How is the baby? Is he good? He's got croup. Oh no! Oh no! What are you supposed to get? Wasn't that like lemon water? Was it grape water? No, ripe water. Ripe water. I don't know whether that's oh, no. right. No, I think that's if he's got um, like indigestion or something. This oh. is this is like baby bronchitis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got yeah. a really bad cough. He's wheezing. He's struggling to sleep, but he's on little steroid drops. So oh, he'll be all right. Do you know what else might help? When you have a shower, mm. put him in the yeah. bathroom with you so he gets a bit of steam. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that because I had asthma when I was a kid. My mum used to do that with me. Yeah. <laughs> It up. Oh, well, Katie, lots of love. I hope it gets better okay. soon. You too. Cheers bye. with it. Ta ta. Bye bye. What is gripe water? What is gripe? We had it. I don't I, know. I used to have it when I was a baby. I don't think they really give it to you. Hey, I'm sorry anyway. I snapped at you. It's all right. But I do think I was in the right that time. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> but I do. I genuinely do. Yeah, okay. But no, do you need to agree with me? No, I'm not going to agree with you. Well, you have to agree with me on that point, otherwise my apology is retracted. Okay, it's not a real apology then. Rec- it's rescinded then. Let's go to the break. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's try Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Catherine has nipped out to um, do a ladies excuse me. Oh, I see. Right. She'll be back. (laughs) She'll be back. um, Before I say what I was going to say, you're obviously a good father, Ian. I mean, um, you've talked about your sons. uh, Talking about your sons doesn't make you a great dad. Apparently, my dad used to talk about me all the time, but he was a terrible father. You know what I mean? I don't mean that kind of talking. about I mean, no, you speak well of them and the, and the, the activities. So did my dad, do. my dad used to speak well of me, but he didn't see me for years. Here's the thing, right? I, I like to think I'm a great dad, but you know, and you guys don't know that I could be at home beating the crap out of them for all, for all you know, and coming on and playing this. But I can't fix. I cannot fix. I cannot even begin to work out how to make it right for what my seven, my boy's nearly seven is going through. I, I just can't get my head around how to fix it. I think time, time will, well, it's cliche, I know, but I think time will say a way, find a way, or you'll, you'll find a way through time, basically. Um, but I can't offer you advice on that because I'm not a father, not that I know of, but can I um, yeah. talk about a subject? Of course you can. Do you anything on. you want. Yes, please, Stephen. Yes, thank you, sir. Right. Now... Um, I've been thinking about this for a while, and you, you, you brought it back to memory about Led Zeppelin a oh, yeah. few days ago. Because um, yeah. you're not, not that keen, are you? I uh, like the one... Banan out, banan out, banan out, banan out, banan out. I like that one. Well, have you ever listened to Carry On? How does that go? Um, 
Oh, it's, um, gosh, I can't sing like that. Uh, it, he, it, there's a lot of mythology about, like, Lord of the Rings brought into it. He, he's searching for this girl going around the world. He says, like, um, like he, he met her at Mordor, you see. And oh, OK. Oh, well, they were into all their Lord of the Rings and all that, the Hobbit and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, the magical symbolism. The, the, um, uh, he says, and Gollum, that evil one, took away with her, her, what, like that. And I'm, on, I'm on my way, ten years, I've been this way ten years to the day I got to ramble on. Uh, oh, yeah, ramble on is called, cool. yeah, sorry, I said the wrong word. Oh, you, um, you carry on is a Crosby Stills Nash and Young song. Um, on, uh, find the queen of all my dreams. And it, it's a bit folky, but yeah. then it speeds up again. What I like about them is that they speed up. They can be very folksy. You know, like Sandy Denny. I mean, she's sung on some of their tracks. And so there's a, a folky element. And then suddenly, like like you said, you didn't realise until recently, the Stairway to Heaven Rocks goes out. very fast at, at the end. Yeah. You know, and, and it's that you know, very fast rock beat. Yeah. You know? But I was going to ask you something. Yes. Um, if if an artist, a performer, an actor, or whoever, does something wrong in their private life, yep. say whatever, but you happen to like the piece of work that they've produced, yep. will that influence your liking of the song or the film, whatever, no. or not? Or, no. or, or, or you separate the two things? I I'm, can generally, I can generally separate the two things. For example, I watched Baby Driver uh, on an aeroplane a couple of months after Kevin Spacey had been accused of all kinds of sexual assault. I still listen to Gary Glitter music. That's the biggest example, I guess. I still listen to Gary Glitter. Right. So, yeah, okay. I can I can separate. But I would also cho- choose very carefully as to how I shared that in public. For example, I would not come on here and play a Gary Glitter song because um, I know it could very seriously sure. upset quite a lot of my listeners. I mean, why are you, you asking? Why, why are you asking? Is there a, are you referring to something specific? Well, do you mind if I mention a presenter at another station? I had this conversation with about um, six months ago. <laughs> Would you mind if I mention the person's name? Oh no, or... no, no, you're not going to say he's like a nonce or anything, are you? No, no, you're, no, no sorry, I'm you're not... just saying you had a conversation with him about this. Okay, yeah, of course you can. Of course, it was um, Darren Adam. Darren, who? That guy's still alive? What the heck? Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll turn it into a fun conversation. Right, and it was about three thirty because I'm a bit of an insomniac. About yeah. half past three, and uh, and he was talking about oh, I forget what it was now. It's half a year ago, anyway. Okay. So, um, and um, I, and and I said, well, one of my favourite films is Capex. Do you know Ian? Kevin Spacey, K-Pax. where he's an alien, yeah, or is he an alien? That's the thing, yeah. Yep. And I said... Well, K-Pax is one of your favourite films. Well, well, no, not one of my favourite films, but it's my favourite Spacey film that, you know, that, that he's in. Wow. You know. And I think it's K-Pax. a good film about that whole thing about mental health. Like, because if you think about it, he does nothing wrong in the film. I mean, he just says, I'm from another planet, yeah. and gets locked up for it. Yeah. You know, and it's a bit like religion in a way, that people, like, you can pray to God, Oh, that, that's fine. But the minute someone says God speaks to them, oh, they're some kind of loony. They need to be locked up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, he doesn't do anything crazy or hurt anyone. He just says, oh, I'm from a constellation way up there, and he gets locked up. So I think it's a good film. And I said to Darren, um, 
could you take to that film? He said, no, not in any way. Because of what Kevin Spacey did, I can never watch any of his films. And I thought, hmm, it seemed rather harsh to me. And then Darren brought out an example of paintings by Hitler, like say there was a landscape painting. And he thought, hmm, well, I kind of like, well, I like that painting. And then someone said, yeah, well, actually, it's an early Hitler, 1928, when he was a student struggling. Yeah. And think, oh, oh, no, I, I don't like it now because now I know it's done by Hitler. Do you see what I mean? So the, we had this sort of philosophical chat on the radio. So um, it got me thinking, when you said about Led, Led, Led Zeppelin have got up to their tricks over the years, yeah, I mean, I know about that stuff, but it doesn't put me off their music, yeah. like you said about Glitter, so I was going to run it by you and see what you thought about it. I'm kind of cool with it. Uh, you know, um, uh, because, because also there's a kind of a classing. Led Zeppelin don't get caught. You know, Jimmy Page famously gave drugs to a 14-year-old girl and took her across state lines in America and had sex with her, right? That happened. Yeah. That, that happened, that's yeah. charted, that's in loads of books, okay? Um... I'm, I'm, this is really tricky because it now sounds like I'm comparing what Gary Glitter did to what Jimmy Page did. I'm not at all. Gary, Gary Glitter raped eight, nine, ten-year-old kids, right? Okay. But yeah, know, there yeah, seems to be it. an element of snobbery around it, whereas Gary Glitter was a silly plastic um, glam pop star and Led Zeppelin are a very serious heavy rock band. So it seems that there yeah. is, there is, you know, the, the, the Phil Spector, you know, murdered a woman. Phil Spector shot a woman in the face after decades of um, violent um, and threatening abuse of men and women with guns. We still listen to Phil Spector, you know, River Deep Mountain Highs, you know, the, 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 the yeah. you've lost that loving feeling. We still play that stuff. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. Oh, uh, by the way, yep. Go on, quick. Sorry, sorry. Did you see that documentary, Above Us Only Sky? No, I didn't. Night? I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to watch that. And I, I was busy watching the David Cassidy documentary, which was the bleakest film I've ever seen in my life. Stephen, thank you very much. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Joe is having an existential crisis and is falling off of its... Uh, the wheels are falling off of the ramshackle, uh, rusty body. What do you call a body of a car? Chassis. What does chassis mean in English? It's got to be a French word. Mm, yeah. What does it mean? Chassis. chassis. We yeah. haven't got a word for it. That's why we well, use this. Okay, well... We must have we must have we must have words for it. Body, you, body of the car. You just you're just saying that now. I am just saying things. <laughs> Don't just I told say... you the answer. We haven't got a word for it. That's well, why we use we must have words for it. I hate it when these arrogant foreign languages. Quite often, um, Yiddish is 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 one, but often the French. Not so much the French because they use a lot of our words. Yeah. The Inuits, the really arrogant languages where they've go, go, oh, you don't have a word for it in your language. It means something like, then they'll do like 15 words and you think, oh, I bet we do have a word for it. And you're just not telling us you Japanese. The Japanese do that a lot. They've uh, got a word, one word for the pile of books that you've bought and you're never going to read, haven't yeah. they? They certainly have. It's like um, Ekimo or something, something like that. It's Ekimo. Here's the thing, you could learn to read Japanese. You could learn to read Japanese in a week, you, Catherine Boyle. Mm. Because the characters are easy. 
Easy. You wouldn't know what the words meant, but you could phonetically read Japanese. Right. Well, it wouldn't be very helpful if I didn't know what I was reading. Get me some Japanese it? up on the computer. I'll, I'll phonetically read it. I'll see if I can remember how to read it. Because I learned the two, there's three Japanese alphabets. There is, um, well, there's Romanji. What's Romanji? Is that the um, slightly, because some of them look like Chinese characters. and no. some the, the, the Romanji, so Romanji, Roman Romanji is the characters they use, 45 characters they use to write English words. Okay, Hawaii, and then what's Romanji? Then there's the other one. I can't remember what it's called. Which is the same sounds, but is for Japanese words. So it's different shapes. And then there's 150,000 Chinese characters. I couldn't read the 150,000 Chinese characters, but uh, what you got? Let's read it. Let's Hang read. It. Let's read this. Uh... That's it. You what does your... this say? You got your hand over it. I can't see anything. That bit in the middle. There's nothing there. You got literally got your hand over it. I E Hi. Correct. Yes, man. Right. I show you the letters. Look, let me show you the letters. Look, look, look. Hang on a minute. Type in. Oh, that looks like a her. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Those so those two are one letter. Those two are letter. The thing is the full stop. But look, if you look um, Japanese alphabet, you could learn it. I used to have flashcards. Um. Let's do Romanji first. Let's do Romanji. Uh, Katakana. There you go. Katakana or Romanji. There you go. There you go. Learn that. Ah, you, eh, oh. So, ah, those are the two different ones. That's um, uh, the Japanese and that's Romanji. Ah, i, u, eh, oh. When you say it as it's written. Ka ki ku ke ko, and it's the same. You see, it's the same sound. Sa shi su se so, ta chi su te to, nani nu ne no. It's funny how the languages. You could learn that rhyme. You could learn that, and then you just read it. You put them together, and you read it phonetically. Kara kare o ke. I mean, yeah, I possibly could. I'm a bit busy though. Do it. Learn Japanese, man. What for? To communicate with the Japanese. I never. Racist. I never. I've been to Japan once for a weekend. Well, you order Chinese, you can speak in their language. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Oh, no, hang on. Let me, try, let, me click the, let me click the button. Let me click the button, then it works. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. I'm, I'm doing the show tonight with my headphones off, and I'm feeling... I really stink. I'm wearing the same clothes I wore yesterday. He's standing up as well. What? He's standing up. He's not even behind the desk anymore. He's gone over to turn the light. Yeah, stand up. Different energies. Different energy. Energy. The chi. The chi. <laughs> the life force. The life force of the yogurt. The yogurt. Life. 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 Lo- yogurt is life. Live cultures. Live cultures. Live countries. Life. <laughs> Power. Jerry's being marched to his execution. Being marched with him, bang, and then there'll be silence. Jerry is silenced forever. Oh, you say that. Where has he gone? Jerry? Have you been silenced forever? Oh, Flippier, he's been killed. They've killed him. Jerry? Oh, he's back. Okay, he's back. No rush, Jerry. We're just doing a radio show, mate. It's all right, huh? 
spasm. I don't think we're allowed to use the word spasm. Oh, no, spasm we're allowed to use. What was I using the other day? What was I watching the other day? And they used they uh, used the word retard. Oh, that's frowned upon. Well, it's frowned. It's frowned upon. Yes, I was watching it. It must have been American. Oh no, it might have been. It might have been um, even worse than that because it was. Uh, uh, no, it might have been the S word, the abbreviated S word. Because yeah. in America they use that. Yeah, as they a do. Word. They use it yeah. for flipping out. They'll yeah. say that, won't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's, there's suspension called S P A X. Specs. S P A X. I'm just going to have a look. Okay. Tell her to get lost, nosy old bat. Are you Are you running away? What's going on? I'm going back to my room. Ah. I have a bit of stability, for stability. I can fetch it. I mean, I, my, my friend... Gary, they're coming for you, man! They're coming for you! Get the mother, mother. You never take me alive. You never take me alive. And Jerry's been killed. Jerry! Me and Richard, my sister. I hate to hurry you, but we're on the air. Me and my sister friend. I found out. Yeah, your solicitor friend, Richard, yes. I read him here. He quite clearly he just reads two lines for you for the works on the radio. Jerry requires two staff. I'm losing the will to live. Get to the, come on man, let's do this. Jerry requires two staff members. Take him outside in the wheelchair. Yes. Staff to use wheelchair number seven what? when taking Jerry outdoors. Yes. Please ensure his feet are on the foot plates. Yeah. And he's well fastened in. Right, these are the guidelines for your care and safety, yes. Yeah. And both staff members can. Use the wheelchair handles and spread by the back of the chair. Right, church. so what haven't they done? When Jerry's in the bridge... Jerry, I don't, I don't want to hear your entire yeah, care he, package! Was, What's got, what is wrong? Was he clear? Was he clear the speech? Was he clear? I'm just saying this. I'm trying to find a way around Parkinson's. Scripts are in for in conversation, but it's good for preparation for script. Can you hear me better? Yeah, I can hear you much better, yeah. yeah. Are you using prep? Yeah, I'm smart. Pardon? Beg your pardon? I beg your pardon. Yeah. Hey, do you, do you, you, you know domination game? Where you both... Where you, I remember stays on ramp. Did I hear you? I remember I it, yes, very well, yes. And do that game, man. No. Like. Never, never repeat yourself. No. Never repeat never yourself. Never repeat yourself. Never listen to you, yeah. That tossed it up on the clock in the afternoon. Never listen to you, sure, yeah. I never listen to you. Oh, listen, he's smarmy. He's a smarmy little man. Who's smarmy? No, one o'clock man at your radio station. One o'clock Matthew man. Matthew Wright. Right, righteous. Right, right, Matthew Righteous. 
Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Righteous Brothers. Well, I don't listen. I, I, I can slag him off because I got beef with him, but it's, no, it's, it's a little yeah, bit. It's true, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you don't have to listen to him, Jerry. I, I feel a little uncomfortable. I never listened to him. Okay, well then don't. Then why have you come on and slagged him off on my show? It makes me feel uncomfortable. I used to like. Thank you. This makes me feel uncomfortable. I can slag him off because he stitched me up on live TV, but I feel uncomfortable other people do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is all radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bah, 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 bah. Simon's on the line. Good evening, Simon. Hello there, mate. How are you doing? Very well, Simon. What have you got for us tonight? Well, no, it's more what you've got for me, really, because uh, I'll be honest, a little bit lonely. I just sort of phoned in. I've heard your show a few too too many times and uh, just thought I'd be I'd be one of those lucky ones to get through and have a little chat with you. Go on, then. How are you? Who's that with you? With, with you where? With you there. No one's with me. With me where, Ian? With you there, Simon. <laughs> You've got a lovely tone to your voice. So what do you really want? Go on. Who's there with you and what do you really want? No, seriously, I've just been bored to listen to your show a few too many times. Yeah, I can hear them in the background, so it's crazy. So, listen, as long as you're not going to swear, we can do this. And if you are going to swear, I've got a dump button so it won't go out. So what... what, what the only do, time what... I'll swear is when I swear down. <laughs> OK. Um, as, so... as, in, as in not swearing, I'm not going to swear. OK, well, that's great news. So, so, so what do you want? I don't know. What do you... I'm a bit lonely, and I just wanted to phone in the show. Is, it, is that not what you do? Let's be talk radio where you just phone in. Yeah, sure, but one would imagine you've got something you want to say. Yeah. Go on, then. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I was, well, I've just... OK, i finished work, yeah. and I've just got driving back. Well, I shouldn't, actually, I shouldn't say that on the radio. I'm not driving you've back got very, Are you driving an electric car? No, I'm, I'm being driven. I'm being driven. By whom? Uh, uh, it's not important, that. Um, dun, 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 dun. Dude, man, come on. You almost had me convinced that I was wrong, and then you b- b- blew it. Wrong about what? <laughs> I can... <laughs> right, mate, I, there, there's me thinking, well, maybe my, my bullshine raider is incorrect. Maybe this is a lonely guy who's on his own. Then suddenly you're in a silent car that's being driven by someone that's not important when you were on your own 30 seconds uh, ago. Try again. No, I, Try oh, again. I pulled out... Uh, Try did again. You know that, that, did you know that that, that, that um, Mars satellite has landed on Mars? Thing yeah, yes, today? I did. Yes. What do you think of it? Thing is great. I think it's amazing. Apparently, it took six months. I mean, if you can get there in six months, you could you could send loads of stuff there. Let me it? speak. To, let me let me speak to you, mate. Go on. What, mate? Go on. Let me speak to the Ian, dri- let me speak to the driver. Ian. Oh no. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. uh, he's busy driving. He, legally, he can't be on the. Yeah, he can. If you put it on speaker, he can. And also, it's very, very, it's an old ve- phone. very, very silent um, engine you got there. Wait, for transit. Yeah, can't hear anything. Almost like I don't know. You're not being driven, Simon. Listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm, yay, I'm about to cut you off, right? Unless you start no, no, giving me, please don't. Unless you start giving me a little bit of honesty. What do you want? What, what do you want? I'll tell you anything. 
All right, who are you there with? John. Who are you really there with? Okay, I'm driving the car. I'm illegally driving the car and using the phone. Such I've just come back from work. This is the. I'm glad you're lonely. Why are you glad I'm lonely? Because this is the worst prank phone call I've ever had to deal with. And I had an 11-year-old boy phoning up once pretending to be a farmer that sold, sold um, puppy horses, puppy foals, puppy fowls. What sort, of, what sort of puppy foal? OK. All right, well, thanks for your call, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Let's try John. Good evening, John. Hiya. Where are we? Are you drive? You're not driving that other fella, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, I soon said hey, I'm going to talk to John. I thought, please don't. <laughs> uh, should have put um, you through. What have you got for us, man? No, I was just I was listening to you earlier saying about how you're having a, a bit of a bad day and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've been having a bad couple of weeks, so I just thought for I usually keep a diary oh. in the house. Yeah, and um, I've been meaning to update it, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to phone in. And just speak it rather because I'm, I'm, my hand gets sore writing, so I'm just going to pour in and, and say it really. Um, so what's going on for you, brother? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm 22, and I've kind of maybe for the past, I don't know, two or three years or something, I've kind of struggled a bit. I don't like classing it as depression because I feel as if there's so many other people out there who, who really suffer. And I'm able to get out of my bed and, yeah. and sometimes go out the lights of uni and my work and stuff. And and I think, you know, the people out there who can't do this, so I, I, I can't, I feel as if I'm kind of slapping them in the face when I say I'm suffering from depression a bit. Well. But there's so many days where I feel just really, really, really bad about myself, about so many um, worries in my life. You know, you need money. Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, man. You call it whatever you want to call it because it's yours, right? And you own it. And I never, I never bought this um, comparison of, uh, you know, well, there are people worse off than me. Yeah, there are people worse off than me. But I feel lousy today, so that's and that's fine. You know, there's this. Sometimes you get someone on Twitter going, "Yeah, well, uh, there are there are homeless people and there are kids starving in Africa." Yeah, Yeah, I know, and that's lousy, but but. I, I feel what I feel, and that's fine, man. That's, it is whatever you want to call it. I, my girlfriend tells me that all the time as well, like, because I'm a very kind of, like, clean freak um, in the sense, like, I always keep my car in my room and yeah. I clean my wallet all the time and, and like, my money always has to go in sequences, so it always has to start at, like, a, like a £5 note, a £10 note, right. £5 note, things like that. Oh, for, I, a, for, well, for, for a second, I thought you were going to... I thought you meant as in, like, the serial number. <laughs> no, do you know, I, But no, 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 I'm not putting that idea in your head. Don't make that the next thing. <laughs> God! No, please don't. Please don't, because I've been struggling for, like, the past two years, not to alphabetize... Uh, I can't say the one. Uh, put my DVD collections on alphabet order. There's nothing... There, that's not too weird. My CDs... My, my CDs... Ah, and I'm, I'm a little bit angsty because I've not done it properly. I did a rush job because I'm going to get the shelves painted. But <laughs> my CDs are in alphabetical order in terms of artists. But there's some that are in the wrong place, and that makes me anxious. I'm trying to override it. But alphabetising is, is CDs and DVDs is not that uncommon. I, well, I do, when my PlayStation games, alphabetise them. Alphabetise. So, <laughs> so um, can't I, I, I can't say it either. Alphabetize. I'll it feels like there's a two, at least two syllables missing there. 
you don't see with my mouth, there's probably about 20 syllables missing. <laughs> um, but the alphabet thing isn't as uncommon as you might think, man. And here's the thing. Once, once, once I get my shelves painted, the artists are going in alphabetical order, and then the albums are going in, for each artist, are going chronological. Do, do you know, because I, I heard you earlier um, talking about how kind of you were struggling with because um, you're, you're, you're missing your son and your son's missing you as well. Yeah. I think sometimes stuff like that, like even these simple things like putting stuff in order, it takes your mind off what's actually happened. Yeah. So painting yourselves because and, and, you're concentrating so much about remembering 26 letters in a row. And thinking, like, how does this work? So it helps that way. Like, you know, like what I was saying when I was keeping my diary, something like it helps when I'm feeling bad. I don't know, I mean, obviously, I don't want to intrigue or anything like that, but if, if you keep a diary, it, I mean, it does help because there's yeah, so many days I, where I feel bad and when I start writing in it. I started I and I don't, I have, a, I have a diary and, um, yeah, I don't do it very often, but when I, I journal, when I write it down, it feels better. Yes, absolutely. But it still doesn't make me, still doesn't encourage me to do it more. No, do you know, and, and I, I'm in the complete same boat as you there because I think I looked in my diary the other day, in fact, and I think the last time I updated it was the 14th of October. And I've had so many down days since then um, where I've not written in it, and yet it makes me feel better somehow. Yeah. Um, but so, that's just what I've phoned in for, really. Well, hey, listen, man, um, thank you. I, 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 and See, I was about to do it then. I was about to go, I know I'm in a privileged position. Well, I'm in a privileged position, but so what? Who cares? Yeah. This is the position that I also find myself having a tough old day. And feeling really, really bad because for the first time ever, I can't fix something for my son. I can't fix it. So I've got no mm. idea how to solve this problem. And um, and it's doing my nutting. And it's the second day of me not... I had a tablet yesterday. I didn't have a tablet today because I'm still trying to come off these flipping tablets. So mm-hmm. I'm aware I'm kind of in that, that lull. But I shouldn't really be in a lull till tomorrow morning. So I don't know, man. I just I want to I want to make I want to do a really good radio show, right, John? All I want to do is a really, really good radio show that's creative and innovative and funny and makes people think and make people go, "Wow, it's great!" And I just want all I want is like two hundred thousand people to listen to it. That's all. That's all. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like we're treading water. I've come in. I've got no ideas. I, I've got this kind of half-hearted idea for a kind of murder mystery thing, but I can't quite get my head around it. And we've got maybe like twenty five thousand people listening, and it just mm. it just sucks, man. And you kind of think maybe this is a failed, maybe this is a failed project. Well, I, I totally get what you mean. I think that there is that misconception as well. I think when people think, you know, yourself or whoever's on the show, and they, and they listen in and they think, well, he's on the radio, he must be earning mega bucks yes, and happy yes, and all that. I think it's so silly to think of anybody out there who never, ever, ever has a down day. I think it's so silly, and I, I don't know if it's arrogant. I think that's maybe the wrong word, but people looking at, you know, for example, I'm of the generation where people watch loads of YouTube videos and see these vloggers going out and having all these fun days, and they think to themselves, well, they're never down, they're never depressed, they're, they're yeah. never like me, and that, that's just so far from the truth. And I think also when you were saying there where you don't know how to fix a problem with your son, do you know, 
I'm, I'm obviously I'm not a father, so I can't speak completely on on your level. But I think um, when because um, there's so many problems that I face in my life, well, I face from other people's lives, my girlfriend, other people's in my family, where they tell me and they sit down and, and they say, "John, this is what's going on," blah 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 blah, and I sit and think to myself, "Right, I need to fix this." Yeah. And and then it, it puts me in a downer when then two weeks later it's not resolved and I'm sitting thinking to myself, well, what, what, what am I doing wrong? And I think it sometimes comes to the fact where, like, all all you can do, because I, I lost my dad and, and when did I lose? I lost him in, in uh, 2014. And it was kind of that way where I never had the best relationship with my dad. I'd always, you know, I'd, he phoned me every night for 30 seconds. It would be... How was school? Good. Would you learn? Nothing. Okay, I'll speak to you tomorrow. And then that would be it. And he would, he would always end up with telling me that he loved me. And when he died, I'd kind of... I was sitting and people were like, are you, are you feeling all right? And I was like, I because I, I, I never had the kind of relationship with my dad that I should have had. But at the same time, by saying the wee simple things, by phoning me every time that he could, he was a European coach driver, so he was away a lot. So yeah. by phoning me and telling me that he missed me and then telling me that he loved me, I knew that he he meant all these things. So I think even when your son misses you, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the ins and outs, and it's not my business. But if you just phone him every day, yeah. ask him how he is, talk to him, and then just tell him that you love him, and he'll know that. He'll, he will know that, and it'll be easier for him with you know being there. Because my dad, I was very young when my dad and my mum split up. Um, but when I was older, obviously I got to see him a lot, and I didn't even see him as much as I would have liked to now. But I, I knew how how great he was. My dad sucks, man. My dad was a lousy dad. You know, he didn't touch me or anything like that. But he was a lousy uh, dad, and he's dead now. You know, and I'm I'm really I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing I'm, I'm doing better than. For you, get this right, for years, my dad left when I was like 14, 15. And for maybe like uh, 20 years, 26, 27 years, I didn't know where he lived. I didn't know where he lived. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an address for him or a phone. I had a phone number, actually, but I didn't know where he lived. And um, uh, I was thinking the other day, at least my boys know where I live. At least my boys have been to my house and come and stay at my house, you know. Anyway... John, you're exactly. a good you're a good man, John, and um, you know yeah, if you, you ever do become a dad, if that's the, the the decision or the path that your life goes in, you're going to be an excellent dad. Well, I, I certainly hope so. And just just before we go, um, when you're saying there about how you're doing your very best, see to your boys. That's that's all they would ever ask for. Is and for hey. them, that's you being the best dad. Hey, get buy a new phone, man. It sounds like your phone is farting a lot. I'm sorry, I'm in the car, I've pulled over so it doesn't sound too much. You, you're driving, I forgot you're driving the other fella, yeah. I'm driving the other guy, yeah, sorry. <laughs> John, <laughs> sorry. thanks for the call, man, I really appreciate it. No you're problem. a good man. Thank Cheers, you. fella. Tata. What a nice guy. He'll be a great dad one day. If that's the decision, that's the, the, the path he chooses to follow. 0344-499-1000, this is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let's go to Susan. Good evening, Susan. Oh. Good evening, Ian. Are you all right, dear? I am um, as fine well, as... No. 
You're as fine as you can be. I'm as fine as I am at this moment in time. Well, exactly. Yes. Um, although I haven't switched on for very long, what is the problem you can't solve with your son? You said I don't he know what... He has... Uh, it's a, uh, he has a piece of Lego stuck up his ass. No, come on, do it. He has two pieces of Lego. No, talk properly. He has three pieces of Lego stuck up his ass. You're so goddamn irritating. He has... Tell me... All right, I'll tell you what's going on, right? You know, so so I'm I'm divorcing his mum, okay? Yeah. Well, he has got a Lego DeLorean stuck up his ass. And we can't get it out! Why don't you tell me the proper, proper answer? Talk properly to me. So me and his mum are getting divorced, okay? And he's going to be seven in January, right? And he's a young lad. He's a little boy, He's a little boy, he's a baby. Yeah. And he is struggling. With what? The emotional aspect? No, no, no. He's got a Lego Millennium Falcon stuck up his ass. And he is struggling with that. Talk properly about the situation and talk sensibly. It's the big one. Not the small one, the big one. It's just not. You're not being He says he he says he he was running around without trousers on and he fell on it. That doesn't make sense to me. Would, would you like me to put the phone down until you can talk properly and sensibly no, to me? No, no, I can this? do it. I can do it. Right, do it. Right, so... Mummy and Daddy are getting divorced. It happens all the time. Are they? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, Susan. Anyway, back to me. Yeah. So I'm divorcing... His, me and his mum are getting divorced. Yes. And he's going to be seven in January. His brother's going to yeah. be nine in January. Okay, okay. And he's the, the seven-year-old is the, the nine-year-old is, is kind of cool, but the seven-year-old is really, really struggling. Struggling with what? Struggling with the thought that mummy and daddy aren't going to be together anymore? Oh God, no, no, it. it's not that. No, he's got the entire Lego back cave. Oh, Stuck God. up his ass! I'm just going to put the phone down in a minute if you don't. It's probably for the best because I'm just going to keep doing this for, for for the rest of the call. Why don't you want to talk properly to me this evening? Hmm? Okay, I'll talk properly to you about this issue. Yeah, the issue talk that is the problem with my son that I cannot solve. Why? How do you get Legoland out of a boy's ass? Goodbye, Ian. <laughs> the answer, of course, is brick by brick. That may be the funniest call I've ever been involved in. <laughs> <laughs> you right, Will? Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. Hello, Will. I, I just called up because I was at the uh, I was at the show yesterday. I thought it was brilliant. Thanks for putting it on. I watched. Uh, I was googling. I forget the um, the filmmaker's second name. Mark. Bullshit. Uh, but... <laughs> oh, you, hang on. Were you? Oh, did you? You were there. Yes. Who? Prove it. Who are you? What do you look like? Did we touch? No, I was. Why didn't you I touch was me? Wearing. I was kind of sitting in the middle. I saw you. Uh, Directly in the middle. I saw you. Middle row, middle of yep. the middle row. Uh, did you have a beard? Uh, no, not really. Correct. A little bit of stubble. Correct. What did you take out of the red bowl? 
Maltesers. Beautiful. We, we passed the sweets around. That Catherine they never came back. They never came back. <laughs> we, we do like a little bowl of, of like sweets and Maltesers, chocolates, it's on Haribo's. And they went round, they never came back. Oh, well, we'll so, but we didn't say, we didn't speak at the end, did we, Will? No, no, well, uh, no. You know, if I, if you, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's not anywhere a judgment call. If you're not, I get it. I, not everyone wants to stick around and speak. I wouldn't want to speak to Catherine, if, but contractually I'm obliged to. Um, but I, I really appreciate you coming, man. And um, uh, for those that don't know, we, Catherine and I, the Rabbit Hole Picture Show, we screened American Movie yesterday. For eight, get this, Will, for ages we'd sold hardly any tickets. Then, like, the day, the day before we sold out. It was nuts. And then a lot of people didn't turn up their tickets. But um, thank you so much for coming, man. And it was it was a strange old night because um, me and Kat had forgotten to bring the DVD of the film. And um, but, the, but we said, oh, don't worry, it's on Amazon Prime. We'll just buy it on Amazon Prime and stream it. And then we hooked up the computer to the projector and Amazon Prime went, uh, 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 you ain't you ain't streaming this to, uh, to a projector. And so then we went to iTunes, we managed to get it, and I played a mean trick on Catherine and said that we couldn't get it and that we didn't have a movie and it was her fault. You left me on stage on my own. And slow clapped you as well. Um, and But then we did have the film, and I'd, I haven't seen it for years. What, right, anyway, I'll shut up. Will, what did you make of the of American movie? Did you enjoy it? I loved it, yeah. I thought... Um, I, I found him very inspirational, actually, his, his attitude that he just kept going. Um, yeah. I was googling him. I, was, I googled him last night after I got in, and I think he's fascinating because I'm a filmmaker as well. And um, I would have, when I was watching the film, I thought I was watching, you know, how hard he has to work to make the film yeah. because now it's all digital. And, and you were saying about what a faff it was. To oh work. God, you forget! I, I've never worked with film, film, right? Mm. I've never had to work with film. When I got into TV, it was all well, it was videotape actually, but but everything is digital now. No one uses even videotape. Um, mm. And God, the effort of and this is twenty years ago. It's only twenty years ago. The effort of going through film. Getting scenes, cutting them, splicing them together. The expense. The expense, the time. Of course, now you've got all of that stuff on digital files and you can, you, you, you load up iMovie or whatever or, or, um, uh, I can't which one I use and you just kind of put them in a rough order and then you can just trim the ends or extend. You you can do, you know, what would have taken him months. You could do it in an afternoon if you put your mind to it. Um, yeah, I, 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 it was, I thought that the, the work he put into it. And he's obviously got a talent. Like you said, Kath, I think he's an all right actor. Yeah. I think he's an all right actor. He looks great on film. And, and, and the scenes that we saw looked fantastic. Dark. He needs lighting. But then that's another expense and another faff. But um, Also, I mean, you've got to remember, three dopey gits in yeah. a room over the weekend or whatever it was yeah. managed, to make some, managed to make something. You know, who would have thought that they had it in them? Yeah. Um, but what did you find out about him, Will? Because I'll be honest, I had a look... Online, because one of the big questions of the night was, how did Chris Smith, the director of American Movie, mm. find Mark Borshat? And I couldn't find that out. It doesn't tell you on IMDb. The entry on um, Wikipedia is very slim. So what did you what did you get, Will? No, well, I, I don't have anything on that. But um, but what I did find interesting is is that if you look at his um, filmography after Coven. Uh, they, they, I think it's pronounced they, Coven. No, yeah. Coven sounds like oven. It's Coven. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, the, the feature film he was trying to make, Northwestern. That that's unfinished. He right. he's he's got a, a horror film after that. That's unfinished. Yeah. And then there's there's like one more film. And it, I just watching the film, I was kind of thinking, 
God, with the advent of digital film, he must be making loads of films now. But he's still but not. It, it, no, no, I found well, that a bit sad when I found that out. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Orson Welles had, for like the last 15 years of his life, he had like three or four films on the go at once, and he would he would leave a film for six years and then go back and pick up a film. So there's obviously, there's there's something in there. Um, but but also maybe he has that thing, there's a name for it, and I can't remember what it is, that condition where you don't like to finish things. You just, for whatever reason, you are psychologically unable to finish things. And you, you one would have mm. imagined, you know, that American movie was a big old hit on, on the circuit. And if that hadn't, if that didn't boot him up the arse to finish stuff, we will get him on the show at some point, Will, definitely. Uh, we just won't be able to mention American movie to him, which would be a little bit odd. But so he's finished nothing since then. No, he he has finished uh, a, a, a documentary about kind of UFO sightings. I watched the trailer for it. It looks kind of funny. Um, wow! I, I can't I can't I can't find it online. I've only seen the trailer. And then didn't he tweet this week that he's started Coven two? He tweeted that in February. Oh my! Uh, Mark Borchardt. Um, UFO. The Dundee Project. That's it, yeah. Let's have a listen to this. Hang on, here we go. This is Mark Borchardt's uh, The Dundee Project trailer. From the director of Coven. The UFOs come floating from out of nowhere over the lake and through the night sky. A new documentary about a small town in a big universe. Well, I'm uh, also a UFO believer, and I saw the UFO from last year, which was, like, really awesome. Well, this is UFO days. We've got a lot of things happening. Uh, Bob Keane's bringing a gentleman with him from Indiana that uh, that uh, has a time machine, so we can try that, maybe. For the camera record, could you say that, and we're rolling, Bob, that you could that you give us permission to film you? Yeah. Hang on a minute. He's, he's using the... Um... Bits of film where you ask for permission in the trailer? Wow. Oh, say I give you permission. Yeah, I, bold move. I state your name. Give us, give uh, Mark Borchardt permission to, to film me or you guys or whatever. I, Bob, give you, Mark Borchardt, permission to film me. Oh, sure. Say that. Say it, Bob. Oh. Say it. I, Bob. Uh, yeah. Say it. I'm Bob and I give... Mark Borchardt. What's his name? Mark Borchardt. Mark Brochard, I guess he's a crot. Mark Brochard's <laughs> The Dundee Project, an otherworldly documentary coming soon. So, is there a positive message, though, for the meaning? It's just it? positive. Okay. There is nothing as more positive than what I'm saying. Okay, so are you, we should be happy with life? We should make. No! No way in hell! <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I, the, the description here is. Um, the, the, the Dundee Project is his long-awaited follow-up to 1997's Coven. Filmmaker Mark Borchardt steps behind the camera again with The Dundee Project, a documentary chronicling a small-town UFO festival in Wisconsin. Featuring interviews with eccentric locals, including UFO Bob, the film explores the annual ritual, which is equal parts sky-watching and heavy drinking, and leaves Borchardt pondering whether any of it really happened at all. We've got to get Mark, we've got to get Mark on the show. Yeah, it it sounds great. Um, that's the thing. I, I don't I don't really have any more to say about that. Really, yeah. I I just say um, I said I'm a I'm a filmmaker myself. Yeah, and uh, what I've just kind of finished a film the last couple of days, and um, and what what you've been saying tonight is is is, is kind of struck. Um, 
that that feeling i've I've made this film right yeah and it it's about me i took a couple of mates to amsterdam i had this idea for a film where w- one of them is very uh wants to go to all the museums and one of them just wants to drink that's just who they are that that was fine yeah we had a script but i threw it out after the first scene it wasn't working yeah and we imp- we improved this film and now now i finished it and um and i'm in this position where i kind of think i'm not sure there's an audience for this beyond me yeah. and my two friends, you know. Um, so, it, and I had a conversation with someone today and they've said, well, there's no harm just putting it out, see what the reaction is. Uh, so I, I don't really have any solutions to, to anything, but um, I just thought I'd put that out there. Well, listen, know? man, if you put it out uh, somewhere I, and tweet me, I'm going to I'll tweet the link. That's 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 the least I can do is is point people in the direction of it. It's then where the people no. decide to go and have a look at it, and you know. But I know what you mean. It's like you make stuff and you kind of think, well, is, is, is anyone listening? What's the point? Of, what's the point of making stuff? Yeah, but I, I I don't know what the solution is. I think that's all you can do, man. Just keep making stuff. Keep on uh, going on. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, Will. I really appreciate you coming and supporting the evening. Um, and, um, you know, if you come next time, just give us, give us like a secret wink. I don't know, a little, little double thumbs up so we know it's you. Um, and let us know what, what you decide to do with the, with the movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cheers, man. Nice one, man. Thanks a lot. Nice to talk to you, Will. See you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. There we go. um, There's a lot of people making stuff. And we said this last night, a lot of people out there are making stuff and some of it is, because they've listened to this and the kind of lo-fi, you know, nonsense of this, or sometimes it's because they've listened to the rabbit hole, or sometimes because they they came to a performance ring that we did years ago, or it, it may just be coincidental that they listen to us and they do something. But there's people out there making stuff, and then too many pe- everyone's shouting though. How do you get your voice heard above the shout? Is that the end game though? I don't know what the end game is. I don't know. Isn't the isn't the making of the thing the thing? Here we go. Farrow Ram, phone up, you dick. Oh god, not again. Why not, he says here we go. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna kick your ass. Why not keep it spontaneous instead of moaning from minute one how shite things are to be? Do you not think that was spontaneous, you dick? That was spontaneous! Sometimes spontaneity is negative! It's taking you an hour and three quarters to do that? Did you come to the thing yesterday? You said you were going to come. Were you there? Are you there? Did you come? Keep it... Why not keep it spontaneous? This is spontaneous moaning! God's sakes! Why not instead just treat life show as a box of chocolates? He's quoting Forrest Gump at me. All right, it's a box of chocolates, right? But unfortunately, it's a box of Turkish delights. Chocolates. I quite like those. Which, okay, it's a box of... Which chocolates don't you like, just to make this work? Uh, like the coffee ones. It's a box of coffee uh, chocolates. You never know what the next chocolate call will reveal. It's coffee call! And that's what we've done. You've just described the show, you, you prune. Why not keep it spontaneous? Yeah. Instead of moaning from minute one how shite things are to be. We didn't say things were going to be shite. said things are shite. It's different. And that was spontaneous. So you can kiss it. Why not instead just treat life show as a box of chocolates? Life as a box oh, of chocolates? God. For God's sake, it's going to take your, your postcard philosophy and shove it where the sun don't shine. You're talking about, right, Forrest Gump. Everyone's, 
you're stupid because Torres Gump had a really horrible life actually and he stumbled into you know events and stuff but when you break it down he had a really unfortunate life in many ways so let's not quote that guy um, also Rami nice spontaneous tweet what an hour and 47 minutes in did you come the other night Rami I think I saw him well let's not give him that up did you The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. There was a caller and then they uh, disappeared. So instead we're going to go to Simon. Hey, Simon. Susan has texted in. Ian, you're behaving like a complete dickhead tonight, Susan. You, you don't have to deal... Susan, you haven't got no idea what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with, uh, with anal problems for a child. Um, you behave like a dickhead every night you call in. Simon. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of things for you. Okay. First of all, I want to make a complaint. Okay. All this shouting. Yeah, no shouting here. It's not good for my nerves, yeah. and I have to keep getting into my safe space every time I shout. Okay. Or, okay. You instead of getting into your safe space, get out and get into um, uh, a phone shop and buy a phone that isn't um, rubbish. Oh, it's my phone rubbish. Yeah. I feel a little oh. uncomfortable. I know you're having a laugh, man, and I get it, but I feel a little uncomfortable mocking safe spaces because to some people they're really important. Well, okay. Well, just, they are, it, they are. To some, to some people yeah. they're really, really important. And um, uh, this whole um, kind of snowflake safe space kind of mocking thing, it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because... Um, uh, it's just important to a lot of people. Yeah, but do you not think that we get it rammed down our throats all no. the time? It's getting a bit silly. What, hang on, hang on. No, no. All right. Then. Who 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 rams safe spaces down your throats? What? Oh, it's everywhere, isn't it? No, it's yeah. not. It's literally not. It's literally not. Okay. The last time I heard about a safe space was a month ago when Julia went in one and, and behaved um, irresponsibly. That's that's it. You don't hear. I, I don't, when was the last time you heard about one? When did you hear about one today? On Eamon's show today, because I brought it up. <laughs> right, OK. When did you hear about one today that wasn't brought up by you? Uh, well, I don't know. OK, hey, yes, no, how about yesterday? No, when did no, you hear no, about no, one no, yesterday no, no. that wasn't brought no, up no, by no, you? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just, well, it does, whole, because, it does because you said something that's factual. It does, because you said so, you've, you've made a, a statement that is that I know is factually incorrect, and I just have to hold it up as factually incorrect, because, again... Well, that's fine, but again, it's just it's it's belittling something that's really really important to um, people, and I imagine to, to a significant number of people who listen to this show. I don't need to use a safe space, and I'm really grateful. But there are people that do, and um, you know the, the world's a better place because they exist. Okay. Well, I just get a bit fed up with this constant barrage. Of okay. Okay. All right. This is, I've just disproved what you've just said, and you've said no, it no, again. No, 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 no. no so, I'm not mentioning the safe space. I'm just saying. Constant barrage of snowflakery. Okay, right. So, so tell me, tell me today what you've heard about uh, about snowflakery. Um, that there has to be, or going going forward, there has to be um, counselling sessions or the like for university students who are su- studying subjects, and they might see something that they don't like. Why is that? First of all, I don't know if that's true or not. I think it's something that's been suggested as something they might look into. But secondly, if that were, let's assume that that is true. Why is that a bad thing? Because I just think it's pandering to 
um, nonsense. Yet you can't listen to the show when we talk about sexual intimacy. You have to go ah. to you have to go to no you have to go to your safe space. Ah. Do you see? I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, you you've told us that you you can't listen to a sh- you you switched off a show because it was yeah. about sexual intimacy, and I'm not going to say you know go into the details no. of of why no, you couldn't no, listen, no. but you chose you couldn't listen chose you couldn't listen. But no, so, I just find it uncomfortable. That's all. Well, no, but there is a specific reason why you find it uncomfortable. You got me there. Yeah, no, I have exactly. So you're. So these students who might be upset, you've got to bear in mind that um, that suicide is really high amongst amongst students, right? It's really high. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you're upset that some students who might be studying something that's unpleasant might be offered counselling, and yet you sent me quite an angry, bullshit message saying I've got to turn off the show tonight because of this reason and this reason. Uh, in my life, what you're talking about, I, I cannot bear to listen to. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So just just take, you know, just... I think snowflake is a really nasty word, right? Because... Um, Ian, right? Ian, t- you... Yeah. Recently, yeah. OK, yeah. You, you had a go at someone. I think it was Dion. Yeah. And you had a go about using the word snowflake, and yeah. next day you yeah. use it again yourself. Yeah, in an ironic, sarcastic way, taking the mick out of people that think that the banding around the term snowflake as an insult is acceptable. I was, I was satirising you. Uh, OK. I was satirising um, you because I think it's really... Uh, I think it's really... I, I think it's offensive, but more than offensive, I think it's dangerous because the people that we describe as snowflakes are often sensitive... Um, are perhaps unable to deal with certain aspects of life, such as yourself. You're unable to deal with certain aspects of life, so you shy away from it. Um, and, and I worry that, that quite often when we're calling someone a snowflake, we're actually talking about someone who's vulnerable. And that by belittling their vulnerabilities and belittling their um, emotional suffering by calling them snowflakes, I think snowflakes is a really unpleasant right-wing term that belittles people who are fragile. Okay. In a different way to the way that we're all fragile. That's fair enough. So, listen, I know you called in to make a light-hearted comment, but no, then, no, you, back, then you backed it up with, with, with a statement twice that was untrue. I get it. And I just want to, you know, I don't want to fall out with you, man, but I just want to say um, that, that words, words hurt, man. I'm glad we have safe, space, safe spaces for those people that need them. Same way I'm glad we have faith rooms for people, you know, even though I'm not of faith, I'm glad we have faith rooms for people that want to go off and have a little pray up, whatever their religion be. I'm glad that we have uh, smoking spots outside built. I'm glad we have all of these things to cater for all of these minorities, whatever their minorities may be. Yeah, well, to your credit, you're um, you're a lot more um, left wing than I am, uh, and I think that you know the world is a richer place for, for a different. Uh, there you go, man. Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's left wing, less or left wing, and maybe it was mistaken me to bring in right wings. It t- it tends to be I have noticed, but I could be wrong. People on the right side of the political argument who call people snowflakes, but uh, maybe that's not completely accurate. But, um, hey, man, it's all peace and love. Uh, and now we're out of time. Thanks very much. Oh, three, sorry, I, I gave you the finger. I fingered you there, Catherine. That was out of order. What were you going to contribute? You are going to contribute something. Well, there's no time now. I'll do it after. We'll do it now. We've got news come, right? Well, I heard that. Well, I heard that. And, um, yeah, of course it is. Um, I also heard the way Eamon and Syrah prefaced that story. And they were going to go in all guns blazing, saying, oh, your PC is making us all stupid. And actually what it came down to was that someone at the university had had a panic attack because he... 
they were a victim of sexual, a survivor of sexual abuse, and they weren't expecting it to be brought right. up in a lesson. And that is what made them want to be more aware. I only heard the headline of that story, and it was done in a dismissive way. And I don't know if I saw it online or heard it on the radio, but as soon as I heard it, I thought, all right, well, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Either, either it's not happening. Either, either it's one of those things where in a meeting someone has said, do you think maybe we, you know, it's been brought up by one person and that becomes, universities are considering, yeah. or there's actually quite a serious element It's just, to they're, it. they're thinking of trigger warnings before things are raised in, in lectures. Which is, which there's is, no harm in that, is there? I mean, that's another thing. What harm does it do you? Um, it gets on my nerves. Oh, not me. Just listen to those guys now. Yeah. But this, Simon took that in, in, in the way it was intended. It wasn't intended as, as, as a battering. And well done. Thank you for, for clearing that up, Catherine, because I hadn't heard the ins and outs. But there's a story about, you know, universities are considering this. It's like the drug story. Universities are telling people how to have drugs. Well, they're not. They're giving really sensible advice. If you're going to do heroin, have someone else there with you. Sensible. So if you choke you on your vomit, they can clear you. You know, it's sensible. It's not, it's not an ideal situation, but... But, 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 but. Um, anyway, thank you very much. Rosalind uh, said, I'd love to call, but I'm scared. But Rosalind's been tweeting us the last couple of weeks. She's mm. just kind of discovered us the last couple of weeks. And I've just been watching her tweeting us. And, Rosalind, you're going to call one day, and it's going to be a great call. It's going to be one of the best calls. You've heard the idiots we've had on tonight. Jeez, the, the switchboard is empty. If you come on, I promise we'll be very, very gentle with you. Uh, unless you say something stupid. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far-out trip into the twilight zone of late-night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Except it's not Ian, it's Catherine, because, well, how would I explain this? Okay, there's a tradition in cricket, right, for one of the men to stand in for another if the other is taken by surprise. Um, inconvenience, needs to take a comfort break, and it's called the uh, Night Watchman. The Poo Watchman. The Poo Watchman. So, basically, I'm your Night Watchman for now, um, and hopefully, once Ian is finished doing what he's doing, he didn't take a newspaper, so hopefully it won't be too long, um, he'll be back in. So, in the meantime, you know, nervous callers, now is your time. 0344-499-1000. So, a quick word with Ollie in the meantime. Hey, Ollie. Hey, Kath. Are you all right? Yeah, um... I was going. To, I don't want to pile in on Simon. No, I know. I was going to say about um, how counselling helped me at university because it was it was really like a lifeline. Gosh. Like, uh, um, because like that is the worst time in your life for anything. Cause they put they pile the pressure on you, yeah. like exams. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Assignments. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just going through awful things. I know what you. I know what you mean. I kind of, my first couple of weeks at university, I got ill. I got fresh as flu, and kind of missed out on a lot of the forming of, you know, relationships and stuff. Yeah. I just mean like friendships, and uh, there's nothing like being ill miles away from home in a room that is unfamiliar with the door locked, and no one's going to knock for you because no one knows you're there. It's. Uh, it can be a bloody lonely place. Yeah, and like when you they were saying about um, you know, oh, safeguarding me from uh, bad subjects and things like that. They did. They like I did um, sociology, so it was like quite a few different 
bad subjects. Yeah. And they did, um, I, I did a, like assignments on the Holocaust. And so you go really in depth with people who've been, you know, killed, yeah. mass killed, and you go into their personal stories, and that can be really harrowing, like seeing, hearing about children and seeing pictures of children and seeing what they've gone through. Mm. And so, and they did warn you beforehand, they went, hey, this is going to be a hard subject. Right. And if you need to talk to anybody about it, here's details and stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's straight... That seems to make sense to me. Absolute yeah. sense. Also, because you're a kid yourself, and, you know, we're generally quite sheltered from stuff, I think, in this, this corner of the world. And, I mean, what, like I said earlier, what harm does it do? What harm does it do just to give you a heads up? Yeah. So you had counselling while you were there? Uh, all the way through, because I, like, I've talked about, like, having agoraphobia and stuff like that, mm. and that went bad, and my wife was going through some things as well. And uh, just dealing with that as yeah. well, and just just all that pressure of having to to perform because, like, as the further you get into university, if you make a mistake, that's all the time you've done wiped away because, like, eighty percent of your mark or something insane is your third year, your last year. Yeah. If you mess that up, then you've wasted two years of your life yeah. and so much money as well is just on it because you. You spent like nine thousand a year to get to that point, and it's just all that pressure of money, people's expectations of you, your expectations of yourself, and your own like just crap that goes on in your life. Yeah, just and you're also at a major crossroads in your life, aren't you? Yeah. Ah, well, I'm glad you got through it, and I'm glad they had that there. I don't think, I mean, there probably was that facility when I was at, at university, but it wasn't made as. It wasn't made. We weren't made as aware of it, I think, as they as they are now, and that's only a good thing. It's like I went to my um, daughter's new school uh, when, before she went because where I live, they have like a lower school, a middle school, an upper school. So she transitioned to middle school, and they had, and it was the middle school I went to when I was ten, and I had a bloody hard time there when I first started. Um, but they took us upstairs to you know show us the classrooms and stuff, and there was one room that was like really brightly lit, and um, it had sofas, and it had like loads of sort of uh, cuddly toys and stuff and bright you know bright and it was the um it was the counseling room yeah and i thought my god all the times i used to go and flip and slink off to the sick bay and pretend i had a stomach ache when really i was stressing out and probably having a 10 year old version of a breakdown and i never had someone to talk to about stuff like that and i just think it's wonderful how far we've come in, in that sort of short ish space of time yeah i've like through my life i've had counseling in and out and I would say, like, the, if somebody's feeling like counselling, I think just stick with it because it's just weird. The first time you do it, it's just odd because they, it's just for you to talk and, like, express yourself because yeah. they're not psychiatrists. Mm. But it's just weird just having that silence and having somebody to listen to you. It's just weird. And it's also not someone who's going to try and fix it or yeah. um, try and make you feel better straight away. It's just yeah. gives you space. God, it must yeah. be brilliant. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, um, I'm sorry. I, I felt like it was a bit weird yesterday when I came to that. No, you weren't. You were brilliant. <laughs> I was really pleased to see you. And it's so strange, strange in a nice way, to put a face to, you know, an avatar on Twitter. It's really nice. And you came across just as lovely as you do um, online, So, which is always a bonus for you to be you know, virtually the same person. 
Yeah, it was just, uh, it's just like, it was it was a bit surreal because he like seeing you in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> but I... just talking as well, it's not, when in front of people, it's just not my thing. Well, you did a brilliant job. You'd never have known, Ollie, and I appreciate yeah. you coming and saying hello. It, I've, been, I've been in situations where, you know, especially when we've had guests in, people that I really, we only, we only get people in that we really like. And seeing that voice that you're so familiar with coming out of someone's face, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. But thanks for ringing and thanks for coming yeah. over yesterday. I know that, you know, it, it took a lot. It took a lot of guts yeah. and we appreciate it. Cheers, Ollie. Yeah. Cool. Take Cheers. care of yourself. You too. Bye. Gosh, he's been in that toilet a long time. Hiya, Ross. <laughs> Hi. I was going to say, he's going to be back, isn't he? He seized yeah. your opportunity. I'll give you a shout yeah. and I see him coming through the door, don't you worry. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, I'm off. And go, oh, no, I'm still talking to Matey about books. Get on your studying. No, so what? What are you? Where have you sprung from, Ros? Because as we said, we've noticed. Oh, he's coming back. We've noticed you in the last couple of weeks. Oh, but I'm a new listener. And yeah, all of that. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, kind of understanding. Uh, just sprung from. All, yeah, just I'm a late night opera girly. <laughs> I'm a late night listener, and I've been listening to uh, another station. LBC doesn't swear. Oh no, <laughs> she's an LBCer. He, we oh, don't no, want our kind here. How dare you? How dare you? May I permission to speak freely? Was this my LBC? What were you listening to? Not Five Live. No, I was listening to. Well, I was listening to Duncan Barks, but I don't. You know. Oh Duncan blimey! Barks. But um, I like Dotton. I, li- I like Dotton. But it's too late. Everyone likes Dotton, but they started playing music now. Oh, oh no. So bad. Yeah. Dot on the DJ. Dot on the DJ. I do like his links, his cheesy links. Um, oh, yeah. And sweet. And he, he really feels, doesn't he? Yeah. He's not jaded yet, is he? No, he, and Dotton's lived. Dotton um, hung out with, um, like, NWA, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I'm he not talking out. to you. You pretended Sorry? to have a poo. No, he didn't pretend. Oh, he didn't pretend. It I, was very, I had a very upset stomach. Kath made me a bad coffee. Well, then, uh, can, I, can I say one thing before I duck out of this conversation? Yeah. Um, your picture from your picture, I thought you'd be posh. Really? <laughs> I'm out. Oh, of the, I've got yeah. headphones on. I so can't did I. So did I. Because and also Rosalind's quite a posh name. Yeah, but listening. It is, but no one really. Co- no one calls me that. No, I'm you're a Ros. Someone's cross. Someone's Ros. <laughs> without a Z. People always do that. So what I you do? What are you doing up late nights? Do you, do you mention studying there? Studying? Yeah, yeah. I'm just studying. I'm just doing a degree in uh, just. Uh, uh, no, I've got two kids. Ah. I'm trying to get to myself. Oh God, I know that feeling. Hang think... those wash, hang those uniforms out, and then you think I'm I'll, here. I'll sit down for five minutes, and then it turns into three hours, and you can't get back up and go to bed. Yeah, but I haven't even got a seat in here. But I just love you too. You are honestly, you're just so funny. That I am calm. <laughs> I, honestly, I was just, I, I just can't believe that I haven't, I've been missing out on this. Well, we've just I been warming up, waiting for you to turn up, Ros. <laughs> but now, Rosalind, now we've got you online, can I ask you, what are your views on Brexit? Do you think <laughs> Theresa May is going to have a job in a week's oh, time? No, oh, no, oh, please don't. <laughs> That's what people well, expect from a late-night show. I'm always here. I don't get paid. I'm a volunteer. I'm a chef. I'm an events organiser. I'm a oh. psychologist. I'm a... You know what us mums at home are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you've got kids. No, you don't, Ian, because you're a dad. No, but I know, but I know what a house looks like. Yeah. You've got kids. How old are your kids? Uh, they are five and nine. 
So you, no, I know. Five is still. Um, yeah. Five, six, Little. seven is still babies, and they're still yeah. funny. Nine, um, they're starting to smell. Nine's a teenager, isn't it these days? Yeah. Oh, they're fiddling around and stuff. Hey, you said <laughs> that, you, you said they're starting to smell. I got a little waft from my ten-year-old the other day. Oh, really? Yes. Of her, um, it's very, very faint. Mm. Armpit. So you're yeah. going in for the deodorant. Well, I've said maybe you've got to wash. Like, <laughs> what's your language, Ross? I'm sorry. That's a yellow card. I'm sorry. <laughs> Flipping it. I, I, listen, I know that might be acceptable on Duncan Barks' show, but <laughs> we've got standards over here. <laughs> I was thrown off. I think the first time I went on there, I said something, but I didn't even. What wasn't even an F word? It was just something, you know. Yeah. C bomb. But it was still <laughs> off. Bye. I think it's New Year's Eve. I nearly killed myself, and they let me back on. They um they get well they get uh, they tell you off if you say Pretty bloody sorry. on BBC. Well, London. you know why they don't, can't delay have they? So they get nervous. Yeah, th- this is the thing, so guys. What, what can you say? Ian says some rude words. No, or... I don't never. It's a, it's a lie. That's, oh, that's yeah, fake news. Here's the thing, right? So, so on on commercial radio and on this station, we got a seven second delay. So you said the f word, and me and Kath both went for the button, and we pressed the button, and that never got broadcast. Right? It takes out Perfect. seven seconds of the. Se- but here's the thing, guys. Right? Mm. BBC Radio, local radio, five live, Radio Four. It doesn't have a delay or a dump button. So you could, in theory, go oh. on there and say anything you wanted and they would have to be very, very fast on the faders and no one's that fast. Oh, well, should I tell you quickly then if you can bl- blurt it out or if you can it, like, buzz it out what I actually said? Or... No, 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 Don't say it! No? What's okay. the first letter? Uh, it was the whole sentence of, like, explicit... explicit a whole explicit. sentence? Wow. The whole sentence. It was like a nothing... What? Bloody, uh, why were you... Why did you do yeah. that? I just was a bit drunk, and I was really excited. <laughs> She's not phoning us up on like, New Year's Eve. Oh, oh, no, that's it. They said, oh, what are you... Uh, they said, oh, you sound like you're about 50. And I said, I'm not that effing, effing, <laughs> effing... <laughs> Effing old, you effing. Wow, C. I want to You didn't say effing Z, did lot. you? Like, bye. Bye. Who, who was that to? That Jim, was to Jim Davis. Jason, Jason Rosen. Jason Rosen. Rosen. Well, listen, but me and Kath are doing a show, New yeah. Year's Eve here. Are you doing it, Kath? Yeah. 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 We're doing New Year's Eve here, and we, if, if you swear, we will hunt you down. And what? Come over and swear. We'll all have a big swear. We'll have a big, we'll have a big swear thon. The three of us will sit in a in a circle and we'll swear at each other. How's about that? <laughs> that sounds. Uh, we'll get some more people around though. No, it's just the three of us. We can swear. No, we and we're all going to be topless. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring Barksy round. Duncan Barks will come round. Can you bring um, a Miley Cyrus's fan? Oh, really? <laughs> have you got any oh, talcum powder? <laughs> Oh, I have to ask you, though, a few questions. Like, Sally, who is poor Sally? Is she somebody that you like? Is she, I don't think she, in my mind, she's a lawyer. Right, Sally. <laughs> lawyer. Sally, now's your time. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I don't have to tell you that. We're on speed dial, probably, at Sally's. Hopefully she'll ring love. Oh, come on. I think she, I thought, she must be paid to, like, come on to sort of just answer me these questions. Cause, and when you left them, oh, the other night... And that guy who's like, hello, 
Why are you leaving me to the end? She's like, I don't know. You have to answer the question about what was on last night. He's like, I can't remember. You're like, well, why don't you remember tonight? And then you can ring back tomorrow. Sorry. That is the best and probably the most offensive impression I've ever heard of Alan Caddick (laughs) in my life. But it's pretty, pretty spot on. So you've been listening for two weeks and you've already got a lot of the characters down. Imagine, we've been talking to these idiots for three years. No wonder we're going nuts. No wonder. Three years of talking to Alan Caddick and Nigel from Maidstone. I can't do it anymore, Sam. You've known him for three years. Plus some of them. Caddick for, Caddick for probably about ten years. So you got who I was talking about with my impression. Are you drunk now? No. Have you had a drink tonight? I'm tired, yes. Oh, hang on a minute. There's someone on the line. And then my boyfriend's just coming, going, can you just shut up? He's, like, screaming. Here's Sally. You can talk to Sally yourself. It's Eve Lee. Hello, Rosalind. <laughs> oh, Sally. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> you poor suffering love. Are you a friend Sorry? of Ian? Yeah, keep your finger uh, on that button. You're a poor, you're poor suffering right. love. Yeah. I, I, suffering. It doesn't sound like her, does it? Yeah. You put sorry, yeah, I, nice, I nice swimsuit, Rosalind. What's he doing? Oh, looking through your pictures. Oh, look at the look at the topless woman behind you, Sally. Why? Why ah. did you let them put you through this? Who? Ian and Cass or Alan? Yeah. <laughs> what, well, Alan? As well, the night you were like, listen, Alan. Yeah. Why don't you just go? Oh, call button. me back. The thing. The thing is, is that we had a trial a few months back about, I don't know whether you heard it, um, oh, whether or not to let weaker. Alan, if Alan could, um, should be banned. And I was his prosecution and I unfortunately, well, stupidly gave him my phone number. Oh, So God. me and Al- Alan phoned me quite regularly. Hey, what? why are you so, saying that? So, so I, I sort of know how to deal with him. So um, that was what that was about, trying to get him to understand that he has to listen. So, yeah. But, Sally, can you confirm we do not pay you? No, no, you don't pay me. No, no you can if you want. Well, yeah, right. we barely come, pay come ourselves. Off. Thank you, uh, Ross. Thank you, Sally. Bye. I'm yours. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Some funny tummy came over me. We didn't not not really awful, but you know, you you get the thing. So, um, does anyone remember when Kenny Rogers um, committed sex crimes? No one remembers this. Um, And I'm going to mention, I meant to mention it last night at the rabbit hole because we sang... Um, Islands in the Stream, Catherine and I. It's a great, very powerful duet ruined only by Catherine. And um, I was reminded of Kenny Rogers was caught up in a sex scandal, but was only... he can't, the, the, the reason that not many people know about it is because I think it was either the same day or the next day Michael Jackson got accused of being a paedophile. So that took over the whole story. But I and I'm the only person that remembers the Kenny Rogers sex scandal. And uh, there's not much about it online, but there's some. 
And from what I can gather, this is what we... Oh, some water. Let me have some... Sorry, my stomach really is um, a little bit uh, tricky-dicky. From what we could gather of the Kenny Rogers sex crime... Yeah. It was a sex crime. What we, was we it did... a crime? No, it was a scandal. He's being sued. E... He's being sued now for it and this was however many years ago before we thought that Michael Jackson was a paedophile but isn't that a civil thing isn't that the, one of the women so it's not very civil what he did no <laughs> well although it was kind of conv- a convoluted way to get your kicks what, what, go on what do, you, what do you remember about it he set up some sort of premium rate phone line for people to come and talk dirty to him he's, he's, and he'd given it out to a select number of women who he, he considered friends he says here we go, here we go. This, this, is, this is from last year Kenny Rogers' 25-year-old sex scandal back to haunt him. Kenny Rogers' sexual assault victim ah. re- reveals Singer ruined her life and calls the Singer scum. He looks flipping awful now. Here's the thing. Don't get plastic surgery. Unless you're a victim of some, you know, horrific incident, don't get plastic surgery. Um, the thing is, the people they're hanging out with all have it done, and so it starts to look normal. No. Kenny Rogers' 25-year-old sexual assault case has resurfaced and the woman who filed the case against Rogers is speaking out, revealing all after all these years. Lisa Applewhite is the name of Kenny Rogers' victim and she claims she's never gotten over the traumatic assault that feels as if she never will. Applewhite now goes by the name of Kimball, last name of Kimball, and stated to Radar Online, it makes me angry and cringe when I see him on TV, says Lisa. I think he's filthy scum. She is now revealing the details. Lisa said she met Kenny through a family. F- uh, Lisa says she met Kennedy through a family friend by the name of Billy Bob Harris, who was a close friend of Rogers. Harris stated he could get Lisa a part in Kenny's film and gave Kenny Lisa's number. Kenny later called Lisa, asking her to audition for a part in the film. Lisa paid, said Kenny paid three thousand dollars for her photos, like what he saw and believed she would fit the part perfectly, but told her it was very important that she keep their relationship quiet. Uh, oh, no, hang on. This is like a proper sexual assault. This isn't, right, this isn't what we read about the other day. Um, there we go. Rogers was also accused in another suit oh, at the right. same time okay. from two women in Texas who claimed he made obscene phone calls to them. Right, so that's proper sexual assault. Proper. Excuse me, I take that back immediately. A physical assault. That is a physical assault. Thank you. Take the proper back. Certainly didn't mean to say that. Right. Rogers was also accused in another suit at the same time from two women in Texas who claimed he made obscene phone calls to them. The gambler acknowledged the sex scandals in his memoir, Luck or Something Like It. Is it Kenny Rogers' memoir? Writing, if I thought the fought the lawsuit, I could have won the, that battle. It was a phone number they had to call and pick up the message. It doesn't really, it doesn't really go into details. Basically, he set up like a, an 0898 number. Yeah. Where women would leave sex leave messages, then he would leave like a sex message, and then they would leave a sex message, and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, I'm guessing this was a long time ago, like pre-dick um, pics and stuff. Let's try and find out a bit more about this because I'm oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you're listening, Kenny, here we go. Okay. During a period when Rogers was separated from his wife, he had an epiphany. He had an epiphany about over-the-phone intimacy. So this bit is then taken from his autobiography. At this point in my life, writes Rogers, I enjoyed talking to beautiful, alluring women on the phone. I would equate it to, to, to today's online chat rooms. Kenny Rogers invented chat rooms. 
but these were private conversations intended only for me and whomever I invited in. Rogers is quick to point out, though, that this was the ultimate safe sex for me. This was never about physical contact, just erotic and sexually explicit messages left on a limited-access phone line that was always solicited by the other parties. Um, and that's what, it, that's what it kind of says. Let me have a look at this Kenny Rogers uh, book, because I'd be up for a little bit of that. Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Coward of the county. Could be the coward of the county. Um, Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers, books. It came out five years ago. Why, why, hang on a minute. Why so why I, are they only talking about that bit now? Because those are old. Why have I only just heard about it? Why, why am I only just now buying it for one penny? One penny. It's not one penny. It's, um... Two pounds twenty-two plus two pounds eighty delivery. I'm not going to buy that. Christmas is coming up, Catherine, and I would like that for Christmas, please. <laughs> You're assuming I haven't already got your present. Um, but okay. Yeah. Well. Kenny uh, <laughs> oh, Rogers knocking one out on a phone line. Um, okay. Um, well, hang on. You are a pervert. And? Dirty pervert. Yes. Kenny. Right. Kenny, Don't you buy are... Don't a dick. And? Dirty pervert. And... You are also... You are a pervert. He's saying not to buy it now. You can... I know there's... Mm. What? There's one here called Look or Something Like It. Is yeah, it that? Yeah, that's the Kenny Rogers autobiography. Is it by Kenny Rogers and is it about his life? Because that would then be what I would like to call the Kenny Rogers autobiography. <laughs> There's loads of books about Kenny Rogers, but yes. I like the one written by him where he talks about um, doing it on a phone. I'll be good at on a phone. Here we go. Okay. I'll be good at phone sex. Right. Not to make light of Kenny Rogers, but... Good evening, m- madam. I would like you to imagine... <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to hear this. I am unzipping your bra. Unzipping what? And I'm taking your blouse off. Oh God! I'm I'm kissing your your cheek, your face cheeks, cheeks of your face, and you're feeling very aroused by this. It's very sexy. I'm pouring you, pour, pouring you, pouring you, and pouring you a glass of red wine as I pour you. Gosh! What lovely breasts you've got, madam. <laughs> Whoa! Now I'm unzipping my flies of my jeans. I'm going to take my trousers off. We're going to make love. Whoa, have you still got your top on? Yes. Oh God, It's a like, bit chilly. Like Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to keep my T-shirt on if you don't mind. <laughs> like it's Donald, a, it's Donald little, Duck. The boiler doesn't work. <laughs> it's intermittent. It will start working, but then it'll just switch off, and I don't want to go down and flick oh. that switch. I've got some switches up here I need to flick. Yeah, but it's obviously cold. Um, that's... Fine, we can warm that up. Come on. Come on, wake up. Come on, wake up. Boring, boring. All right, okay. Wake up. Wake up. (laughs) Maybe if um, Madame blew on it, it might wake up. This is all very erotic. 
Um, I could do phone sex, great. I can do the best phone sex. Was that it? Was that your audition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Who? Sorry, I should have given you a warning. Who, so, there are probably women out there just fainted out of horniness, and men, some men as well. I could do gay phone sex, similar uh, to what you just did there. Hello, sir. <laughs> Except that—that's the—that's the entree. <laughs> hello, sir. Would you like to have gay sex with me? I would like to have think, gay sex with you. I think they just call it sex. Well, I'm not one of them. <laughs> But tonight, sir, I'm prepared to experiment. Would you like me to um, touch your penis? Oh. We have a list of options available. I have, I have my left hand or my right hand. Press one for... <laughs> I have my mouth. Or I have my bottom. It's entirely up to you. Tonight Considering I'm what yours. just happened about 20 minutes ago in that loo, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Tonight I'm yours, sir. <laughs> oh, no. And I would like to please you. And that's I've kind of run out I have ideas I don't really know what they, those guys get up to I can I can kind of imagine but would you like to show me the way of the love that dare not speak its name sir would you like me to kiss you on the mouth that was that was lovely it was a nice kissing a man A bit, a little bit fruity, isn't it? It's getting a little bit. Oh, maybe you should I leave. I think I Kath. should leave you alone with your imaginary boyfriend. All I'm saying is, it's twenty eight. It's twenty eighteen. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I, they do it, though. It's phone sex. It's only phone sex. I'm not, doesn't if I have if I have. It was a philosophical question for you. If I have phone sex with another man, does it make me gay? No, no, of course not. It's role playing. It's acting. It's acting. It's acting. I'm acting the part. Okay. Which I could be happy to do. I used to be, not so much now, but I used to be, when I was doing the 11 o'clock show, I was, I, I don't want to say icon, but I would, I had a lot of gay men were into me. A lot of gay men were, it, not, no, 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 no. They wanted to be into me. No, a lot of gay men liked me, man. I was, um, lot Is it because you were a twink? No, I don't think you know what twink means. Because I was never a twink. I was never a twink. Look at eye me up and down. I'm not a piece of meat. Although I can be, sir. Um, but no, I don't get. I don't get um, chatted up by gay guys. You were anymore. a young-looking. I was young. Slight. It's a skinny guy. Yeah. But now I don't get it. Now I, I'm not. No. Uh, no gay guys chat me up anymore. Oh, it's the same. I used to, I used to enjoy it. I used to. Um, used to enjoy it because you can have a little flirt. But because I'm not gay, and there was never any chance I was going to have sex with them. There was no, there was no kind of pressure. It was just flat. It was a flattering, and yeah, yeah men like to be flattered. Little, oh, yeah. thanks, thank you very much. So you know almost then what it's like to be a woman then. Um, uh, what do you mean? Well, when you're young and a woman, blokes are trying it on all the time. And you're not interested. They weren't trying it on all the time. Well, but I, but I was chat you up all the time. Yeah, but interested. I wasn't like a, I wasn't like a woman, and I wasn't. I was up for it. I was up for it. But you weren't though. I was up for the flirt. Yeah. And I would say very early on. Yeah, like me when I used to say I had a boyfriend, but I quite like flirting. Really? Mm. Go on then. Do, do flirt for the ladies. Not anymore. No, can't be bothered. Well, then there you go. That's that's. To be honest, I'd rather have a lie down on my own. Can't be bothered anymore. Oh, I can't be bothered. But also, I used to flirt and not realise I was flirting. I've got that thing. Have you? Mm. Again, I'll get that cleared up. 
Like it's, I think it's charisma. <laughs> it's oh. charisma, and it's the impudent face. They always they thought I was being cheeky, but actually, yeah, I was being cheeky, but not in a che- not in a ooh, cheeky. Do you want to hear a song that makes no sense at all? Always. Okay, we're going to see this band live in concert. <laughs> next year they won't play this you're assuming we'll still be talking next year no you're coming I've, I've paid for the tickets you're definitely well coming. I'll go I don't want to talk this to song you. makes no sense Does it? What is my charisma? Because if you can say, oh, it's your sexuality, then that's not charisma. Charisma yeah. is just like yeah. an um, indefinable charm. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. So it is. This is modesty. (laughs) What is my charisma? What is my charisma? Is it my what? Fortune or my fame. This is a great song. This is a great song. That's an opening line. I know you write me sexy letters. <laughs> I know you write me sexy letters. Oh, the breathing! And you send your pictures for my wall. <laughs> you found the whole Just a living in sin. Gosh. You tell me you want me to protect you. But sometimes my love can go too far. Sometimes my love can go too far. Uh, That is not going to stand up in a court of law. Deep in your heart. Heart. Okay. You want to love me. I don't think that's what she's after at all. Come closer. I know who you are. 
living in sin. God. At the holiday inn. Is he dining in style at the Wimpy as well? Gonna meet her at the beef eater. <laughs> <laughs> God. I'm trying to quickly think of hotels. You'll give her a bit outside quick fit. No. What? Uh, feeling randy it, at Tandy's. <laughs> if you're a trucker, he'll f- no. No. Um, but kids are obsessed with. Uh, they, they're they're, they're like, trying to sow a subtle seed in the minds of. Uh, there comes a period in a lot of rock star. Rock stars in the seventies, right? The third album, they've run out of stuff to write about, so they suddenly the third album. It's all about hotels. It's about hotels yes. and aeroplanes. <laughs> this is a great song. This is a great song. Maybe I could do a meal, use a meal, or do what you feel. Just change the towels on that. I thinking of four in a bed. <laughs> so we're seeing. Could use then. a meal, or they'll just pull the mattress back and look for dodgy stains and take twenty quid off at the we're, end. We're um, we're seeing them. Uh, I know I'm going to get a kiss T-shirt. I don't care. Yeah. Um, totally getting one. Well, they're and I'm going to go. I'm going to go and hang outside the Holiday Inn. <laughs> what other, I mean, there's some of their songs are a little bit dodgy <laughs> bodsky. I mean, Christine sixteen. I wouldn't want. Wouldn't, wow. Um, oh, this is a this is a good one. I don't know the, the early Kiss stuff. I do quite like, but it's it's it, as I get older, I struggle with it a little bit. This is this is, is it become problematic? Yeah. Here we go. This is this is good. Um, hang on a second. Here we go. says so the you've meat. been to the master and the meat looks good tonight i thought you said i've been to the market let's get the, hang on let's get let's, let's get the lyrics to this hang on a second uh okay so you've been to the the market you're right and the meat looks good tonight Called Ladies in Waiting. We'll show 
Oh, so the market is um, ladies. Like meat market. Oh, okay. It's been to some dodgy club. Right, so what we're talking about is the idea that they've got them queuing. They've formed an orderly queue, waiting for a little bit of time with one of the kiss guys, with or without makeup. Yeah. Imagining with. Gosh. That's uh, It's that charisma again, isn't it? It's a little bit, Jeff, isn't it? It is a bit. It's a little bit. Let's see, verse two might might redeem them. Hang on. Oh, straight back in there. The queue is still there. Okay, now it's just repeating so, the, the selection. We're not talking about human beings anymore. We're talking about a selection. Um, Dearie me. I could play... There's even, that's like the tip of the iceberg. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So Sally sent me this story. I've only read the first few lines and I read it, it smells like bullshine. This is in the Indy 100, the independent, what you, the independent. But it smells like bullshit. Scientists have found evidence that suggests the human brain still works for a short time after death, meaning people know when they're dead. Researchers made the discovery by asking a dead person if they knew they were dead, and the man said yes, by looking at cardiac arrest cases. What they learned was people who had been resuscitated could describe what happened, including conversations between doctors and nurses after their heart stopped beating. After the heart ceases beating, blood stops circulating to the brain and it begins to shut down. But this process can reportedly take hours to complete. No! leaving a window of time where a person is officially dead and still aware of what's going on around them. That is terrifying. The team of researchers... Um, I miss... Uh, the team of researchers from New York's Stony Brook, Univ- Stony Brook University of Medicine hope, hope their work will improve treatment of cardiac arrests and prevent brain injuries during resuscitation. What about... Uh, Dr. Parnia said, at the, at the same time, we also study the human mind and consciousness in the context of death to understand whether consciousness becomes annihilated or whether it continues after you've died for some period of time and how that relates to what's happening inside the brain. Jesus. I mean, the, then the last line of the story, right? So this is it's a bit flimsy, right? But the last line, sorry, this is the Indy 100, which I'm guessing is it's got the independent logo. So this is, you think it'll be like, this is online, right? So the last line is, we have that quote. The question of what happens when we die is still one of life's greatest mysteries. But the research shows there is some kind of life after death. That's the end of the story. Yeah, bloody terrifying life after death. You can't just do that. Oh, no. That's horrible. 
That's, uh... How did the headless chicken thing work? How does that work? What's different about a chicken that means when you chop a chicken's head off, it can still run around? Because hmm. they do, don't they? I don't know whether it's true or not. No, it's true. I've, I've just, never seen it. Let's find a video of it. Oh, I don't want to see it, man. You wanted to show me a picture of a prostitute orangutan. There we go. Here's a headless chicken. This is from Uganda. Look, there's no head. That's, that's not even running, that's walking. But it slacks his neck. Oh, God! It's starting to die there. Flipping heck, man! A headless chicken was found wandering about in a country road in Uganda. At the time of uploading this video, it was still alive, but the villagers are gripped with fear, no one wanting to come close to it. A belief of supernatural causality. Cutting squid. I don't don't, don't, don't want to see that. I don't want to see squid being cut. A belief of supernatural causality is rife. Accusations and counter-accusations are flying. I will keep you posted. So how does that work? Oh! Ah! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Ross, come in. Oh, don't! You don't invite him in. That means he can enter whenever he wants well, now. I've already done it. I genuinely scared the life out of me, then. <laughs> That's why I'm here. How do you know how the headless chicken thing works? I, I presume it's got such a tiny brain, the nervous system doesn't get the signal quickly. Maybe, but, I don't know. This is the, I've going. heard this so before, that it's because it's a don't tiny know. brain. Mind you, Julia Hartley Brewer keeps moving. You know what I'm saying, folks. We love her, really. Um, the cruelest thing I ever did involved a chicken. It was unintentional. Uh-oh. I don't know. Where's this going? First, First time I went right. to New York, 1984. Yeah. Uh, I was a researcher on a TV show. I got there a week or so early to set stuff up. And I was wandering around places I knew from songs. And there's a wonderful song by Lorenz Hart and Richard Rogers, uh, Manhattan. Yeah. I'll take Manhattan. And it mentions it, it Mott Street. Yeah. And it's a joke, because it says, Who knows but what street compares to Mott Street in July. Now, Mott Street is Chinatown, lots of open-air butchers. And it used to be really rank in the summer. Yeah, I bet. So it's a joke. So I've gone wandering around Mott Street, had a lovely Chinese meal. And I've seen a little slot machine, and it had on it, no word of like, dancing chicken. And it was like a quarter. Oh. This is great. I'm a sh- this is pre-video games. Yeah, really. yeah. When there was Pac-Man and there was Breakout, that was about it. Okay? Yeah. So I put my quarter in there, oh. and this ring in the middle of it, like a hob, started to go red and heat up. Yeah. And then a door opened, and Badaka! out came a poor chicken. And the music started, as the poor chicken hopped from foot to burning foot oh, on the hot plate. Wow. After about 15, I'm shaking it to push him back. After about 15 seconds, a flap came up. Ba-ba-ga! He went back went in back. and the hot plate cooled down. Oh. And you thought, well, hang on, I didn't get 17 much. quarters oh, later, okay, I had roast chicken. <laughs> no, no. But it really was a shocker. And you kind of think now, it's obviously dated, from, it must be from the twin, maybe even Edwardian days. Yeah. Well, that's really how they used to, I know they used to make bears dance like, like that oh. and stuff. But, but that's... Um, it was in the street, outside the street. It's like a big attraction. You can't justify your cruelness to us, uh, Paul <laughs> Ross. You're a warped man. We know that. Uh, d- so, Dancing Chicken's on the show tonight. Dancing Chicken's well, also, it's 4,000 years old. You can turn your torch off. I can see you struggling to work out how to do it. Know, you know, I'm, I've got to get the... <laughs> so don't worry. Because you know I've got a new phone, I upgraded. Oh. Two and a half weeks later, I lost it, and I hadn't insured it for loss. Oh, so I've no. gone back to the old one. I know, what oh, a plum. Mate. What a plum, I know. 
That's almost I felt a bit bereft because I got so used to it, and it was bigger screen. It was yeah. all quite you know groovy, and I've managed to not let my daughters nick it. They normally take their SIM card and swap the phones over when I get a new one. Wow. Lost it. Yeah. So some between the back door here and my car parked out the front, I've dropped it somewhere. Oh no! What can you do? I'd be one of it'll be like Cundy or one of the the talk sport boys will have had your it. <laughs> Jason Cundy. Oh, okay. Sorry, let Lloydman look at that right now. Give <laughs> <laughs> me one of those horrible talk sports scumbags. That's the kind of thing they do. So, what is on your show well, tonight? It's the size of Great Britain. It's four thousand years old. Two hundred million of them make up. Oh, I thought it was the yeah. biggest termite mound network we've ever discovered. Network we've ever found. Yeah. It's in Brazil. We're talking to an expert about that, and I love a bit of termite action. They've been inhabited some of these mounds for four thousand years. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Yeah. We're also talking to a wonderful woman, um, a woman called Cat Fletcher, who found it. Found something called Freegal, which is where you put stuff on if you want to get rid of it. Oh yeah, she's building a house, and it's almost finished out of waste on the University of Brighton campus, and she does incredible things like you know because it's got a huge student population. Brighton, they estimate, guesstimate every. Every year, something like twenty to 25,000 duvets are left behind. Students turn up there, they kick them, yeah. off they go. Like they leave tents at Glastonbury and all yeah. that stuff, you know. Anyway, she's using those to insulate the walls of the house. She's found a factory in Sheffield. It's going to be a bit right. Oh, they'll clean them first. Them. They'll all clean right. them and they monitor it all. But, and it's all made in front. But they found a factory in Sheffield that imports unwanted end-of-last-season jeans from the Far East and they turn them into shorts. What she worked out was what happens to the legs they've cut off. She's using that to build this house as well. Fantastic woman. So we've got all that and more on the you show. Say, Mainly termites and the usual old You tosh. say cleaning duvets. When I took my duvets in to be dry cleaned, to the dry cleaners. That's very Princess Risborough. Well, th- well this is no, this is when I was in Windsor, right? Oh, very Windsor. And um, so they Windsor. said, "Oh, do you mind? Can you pay before?" I said, "Why?" And, and they pointed back. And he said, "We've got all of these duvets here that no one comes to collect. There are loads of them." Well, that's odd. And he said, yeah, so I paid. And it was it was like 35 quid a pop to get them clean. And you can buy them for 35 quid. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> that's the thing. I didn't realise that. Because yeah. I come from, you know, when they were continental quilts yeah, yeah, and they yeah. cost oh, a fortune. The continental quilts. The, the continental quilts. I mean, we got them in about 1979 and no one knew how to sleep in them. So every time we woke up as a family, the, the continental quilt was on the floor. My mum, with six kids, got fed up making beds. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, so what, we had nylon sheets, we had bunk beds, so I shared a room with four brothers so I can do all kinds of things incredibly quietly. Okay? <laughs> yes. Even as I speak to you now. How, yeah, exactly. But um, she got sleeping bags, unzipped them, and they were our prototype duvets. So I left home at 18. Imagine, imagine, remember the hassle of making the bed with sheets. Mm -hmm. It was great being tucked in by Dad. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Paul Ross is up next. Ta-ta!